I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Rude boy composure, step to me, it's over. Brothers want to flex, you're not mad cobra. MC short and black, there ain't no other. Trinity born black like Mia Long's grandmother. Tip and shot they all that. Fife dog ditto, honey, tell you man to chill, or else you'll be a widow. Did not you know that my style is top dollar? Hey, welcome to the Black Outers podcast with your host, Rod and Karen. We're in the house. Yes, we are. Because we have no choice. I ain't that. Yeah, it's not, a, it's, it's not a choice. Step outside at your own discretion. You might not be coming home. Ain't that the truth. I hope you got your sext in before 11 a.m. I told everybody, get your sexting done. <laughs> get your text that, hey, what you doing? Can I come over? Get it done. Because the snow is going to shut it down and that noon was the wrong time to be on the road. 2 p.m. was 2 p.m. too late. Yes, it was because at my job, I got up and I looked at the news and I was like, okay, the roads are clear. I'm going to go ahead and go in. But I told Roger, this shit stopped falling. I'm out. Now, yeah. And so when it stopped falling, I was like, okay, it ain't that bad. And because it's actually snow yesterday, but yesterday the roads were still warm. So the snow melted. So it was just like it rained on the roads, roads. I was like, okay, that's cool. But uh, today, that shit was like, you know what? Not only am I going to snow, I'm going to throw a little icy mix up in there that feels like little rocks done punched you in the face. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, people get stupid whenever the weather hits. And I never realized how bad I was until um, uh, today because, uh, like, family members was calling, like, other people and telling them, you need to come home. I was like, you know what? Yeah, I need to come home. And it was like, uh, leave at your own discretion. I was like, yeah, I'll be leaving here at 11 o'clock. I give you one hour, two at the most. I was like, you know what? You're going to get an hour. My coworker, she was like, well, I'm going to stay to 12. I was like, you stay to 12. You want to? I'm taking my ass home. When folks on the outside start calling and telling people to come home, like, it, it, it is serious. People don't do that for no reason. It's not because they don't have anything else to do. They just want you to, you know, to waste your time. And a lot of people had already pre pre planned, and was just like, I'm not coming in because school's closed. And CMS was like, Hey, you know what? We gonna be closed tomorrow, probably Friday, might be Monday and Tuesday before we get these kids back into school. And I called Roger. I mean, I text Roger. Then what? Taking my ass home, and I'm so glad I did because we went out, and Roger had to like detour around and shit like that. And we came home, and I took a nap before the nerd off. Yeah, we did uh impromptu nerd off today. So people, premium people, you guys got a new show on your feed. Uh, if you watch live, you got to see the show live. Uh, we were snowed in. We said, why not um have Chris and Kev on and talk about nerd shit for a couple hours, and we had fun. So yeah, we had a great time with them. But the thing is, like, it was like one something. I was like, yeah, I'll take a nap. I woke up and I was like, well, let me take a peek outside. Nigga, it was like four, five inches on the ground. I looked and said, oh shit, I know I won't be taking my black ass out there in the morning because all oh, that's going to return to ice. And I was debating. I was like, should I just go ahead and give them a call tonight so I don't have to waste my time and get up in the morning? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, but they're going to get that call. And I already told her, uh, if he decides to, uh, hang around like butt cheeks closed, hang around like mm, i'll be here for a while 
um like butt cheeks closed what yeah. does that mean like you know how you just tighten up your butt cheeks just get real tight and close they hard to open up and you tighten your butt cheeks no that, <laughs> you just made that up that's not a thing yes i did <laughs> you okay just made that up. <laughs> yeah you hang around like butt cheeks that sounds like a magoo rhyme oh it might be that's might be what i heard where i remember it from shot oh. todd diamond for saying that but uh yeah i didn't um you know i i obviously you have uh, to get on me this time this time i didn't have to say anything because uh karen was ahead of the curve you know last time we had a little trouble with you accepting that mm-hmm. uh it's dangerous out there on the streets and you know people gonna be slipping and sliding all over the place and uh, it's gonna be crazy so i'm glad you uh came back to your senses and were more reasonable and, and came home man because yeah. uh, it really doesn't make sense that job doesn't care about you no and uh nobody should be out here risking their life for for a job man if if they're gonna replace like if you die they're gonna replace you anyway so yeah, don't worry or, about it or take it and disperse it to everybody else and not even replace you mm-hmm. and it's just one of those things where i was just looking around and people were panicking and People's like, should I leave? Should I not leave? What time are you leaving? Yeah, I remember that stress, man, and hoping that the boss will send an email. And sometimes, like in life, you forget that you're grown. Mm-hmm. It's you like, know, and every once in a while, you have to remind yourself, oh, wait, I'm an adult. I think this is dangerous. I'm going home right now. Like, I don't need to wait fucking till, uh, till the point of death to prove that, hey, I'm committed to this job. Like, nah, I can go home now. I work hard when I'm here, and uh, it's not worth my life. It's not. And I never realized how how crazy that sounds until I was like, "Oh, I'm taking my black ass home." And they was like, "Will you stand?" I was like, "No, I'm not staying." They was like, "You know," I was like, "No, you can do what you want to do, but uh, managers and supervisors and like we got two floors. The third floor was clear. I was like, these people are leaving, and I'm not. And the last thing you want to do." is you fucked around and wait till two o'clock when everything was covered and it was like inches of snow and people have drove have um went across all that snow and crusted and compacted the ice that's the last thing you want to do people are stuck in that right now yes they are it was on the news that you know they were saying uh you know pictures from durham which you know uh i think is further was further up so i don't Mm -hmm. know if they got the storm i guess they got the storms after us i was it coming from north to south or south to north south to north because atlanta got it and then it kind of just okay so then they the got it after state. us because yeah. durham is more north than us mm-hmm. and people are st- stuck right now i put a picture up when we started the show of durham's highways and it looks like the walking dead it looks like yep. atlanta people are abandoning their cars yeah, they're doing you know it. and how many of those people were people that could have left earlier all this shit and boom they 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 didn't my i talked to my dad before we started the show and he was saying how they his job laid off people today you know or in the last couple of days like they don't give a fuck about you don't no. come to work if you can't help it because that really is not if that's the deciding factor between whether they're gonna keep you You're or not, not then it's already decided bro yeah you, you there's, there's nothing you can do or nothing you can say to keep your job and and the, the thing about it is that uh even here in charlotte they had they were having issues and problems and shit like that and it was just one of them things that people was like, well, I'm not going to stay till six. You know, I might leave at two. I might leave at three, you know, and it was one of those things where, and, uh, I, um, my job sent out an email like a while ago and was like, niggas, we ain't closed. That's, that's technically what the letter, what the letter said. Like we're going to mm-hmm. be open. I was like, okay, cool. Great. You're going to be open. But my offices, I did, I determined my hours and my offices and my offices say I'm closed and you would get a phone call for me to let you know when I plan on reopening my offices again. Mm-hmm. yeah they'll do it whenever they can man so 
um duke and unc aren't playing tonight Mm-mm. like they canceled the biggest game in college basketball like it's mm-hmm. not a joke Mm-mm. somebody is still in the office somewhere being like i'll go home as soon as i finish this thing they don't give a fuck man go home you should have been home if you're stuck right now shame on you you should have left earlier man it's crazy uh what's what they doing to people out here man yeah, so because because at the end of the day it uh, you, uh, you, your life and your family and your kids are a lot hell of a lot more important than that job and uh i thought about last time and you brought up some good points it's just one of those things where your job tricks you into thinking that you have to stay you know like you don't want to use your pto time or or you don't have no time or you don't want to take the days off but at the end of the day what would you rather be alive or stuck on the side of the road out there freezing because you decide to stay one hour too late yeah what are you hoarding your vacation time for anyway guys that's the truth you got a video game or something that's coming out like just uh take this is what it's for this is your paid time off point is not not to die to go to work yeah and and even if you had a job that don't get paid i've been at jobs where I, if you didn't you don't work you don't get paid when yeah I it's not working industry no I, one's gonna show up yeah I, I was like i'm out that was like i was like no i, I don't care about your money yo yo two dollar 13 cent an hour ain't gonna be worth it your restaurant pat but guess who's not making money me the restaurant is making its money and even if i do make my m- money what's the point in having a pocket full of money your ass can't get fucking home All right death comes in threes and uh it all normally starts with the same letter uh sid caesar passed away today uh he's one of the, the founding people in comedy that especially for variety comedy so a lot of the people that you know today um sketch shows uh late night tv all that shit sid caesar man so he passed away shirley temple passed away yesterday mm-hmm. and seymour hoffman man death comes in threes and the stars are the same letter, man. That's what I always said. And uh, that's a perfect example, man. So rest in peace to all three of those people. Uh, you know, gone for two, for, gone for different reasons. True. Two people died old and, and, and gray and, and one person died cause he was on that smack. Overdose. So that shit happens. Um, but yeah, Derek Jeter also, he announced he's going to retire. Which I, I think there's too much pomp and circumstance about it. I mean, he announced he's gonna retire. It won't be till the end of next year. So next year is gonna basically be his baseball farewell tour. Oh. Going from city you know, to city. Why are you saying it now? I don't even think it's that important because everybody knows his number one sport is them hoes, and he ain't retiring from that. Like, Mm-mm. that's how every. I can't even talk about that dude without somebody bringing up them hoes. I don't even know Derek Jeter's numbers. Or any of his accomplishments they other don't. than the women he slept with, because that's all dudes talk about when you say his name. Of course, because so, a lot of people idolize and look up to that. Yeah, let me know when he's getting married. Then we'll talk, because then I'll be like, oh, he retiring from them hoes? Wow, this a, somebody put his jersey in the Raptors Hall of Fame edition. Yeah. Straight, first ballot, no waiting period, Mm-mm. because uh, that's what he'll really have left his mark on a, on the world. But uh, as of right now, you know, he's just retiring from baseball, which is just a sport and nobody really cares about. True. At the end of the day, you know, half of those dudes on steroids anyway. But uh, when he uh, retires from uh, getting on these hoes, I'm pretty sure a lot of people will shed a tear. Um, and they were covering it so hard on sports. And I said, man, can we bring Michael Sam back? Let's talk about this gay shit. Good grief. Ah. This is more homoerotic. ESPN has a love affair with Derek Jeter. They do. Why don't you two guys just fucking get it over with? I get it. He plays for the Yankees. 
everybody's that, not from new york that's the biggest thing about it he plays one of the biggest teams so they basically did a, i went i thought he was retiring this year the way they was coming this year he was like oh he retiring tomorrow okay mm-hmm. it was like no we're gonna be talking about this shit for i thought he was yeah I thought damn year. they made it sound like he had played his last game I was that's like, what i thought i thought well yeah. you know he had the issues you know they banned him for a year you know he went to court so he's like fucking i'm gonna retire yeah it was like his last game will be played in fenway park how fitting and i was like but one we don't know that he could get hurt true they might go to the playoffs could be a lot of shit we don't know where he's gonna finish his career can we just stop guys can we just stop acting like this is really important this is why we need football back everything truth everything comes extra important when there's no football on um but yeah we got a lot to talk about today um you know uh just a ton of stuff happened um you know i had a business meeting my third business meeting today it was through, no, via conference call you've been on it didn't even have to leave the house no snow snow and, and bad weather didn't stop none of your business meetings that's either. the only thing about working from home is i can never call in uh for snow <laughs> i know i'm already here yeah i ain't come did the work you know we did we end up doing the spinoff show we end up i called the people did the conference call and all that stuff one thing about business uh having a small business and like setting everything up man you realize how many people try to get between you and your money i'll sit down again like everything is just another thing it's like it's like the my new favorite phrase is when somebody goes and uh that'll take care of the fee because they always do that they be like then we can waive the fee i'm like well hold up you didn't talk about no fee before this so let's talk about the fees. Right, like what fee? And, th- and then you know what they want to go? They want to be like, you know how you're watching the commercial, but like, and we can call us STDs and... Right, this is, yes. Pridocene is, uh, is, will definitely make your dick hard. Also, uh, you might have some anal bleeding. Doctors say do not That's- use Pridocene if you are breathing. Breathing may have a problem with that. <laughs> ah! uh, make sure that uh it may cause a uh, butt flap butt cheek flap disease uh which is you be happen. passing gas uh if you try to sleep while on prolazine you may get pregnant you know just shit <laughs> like well you're like what what is this that's how it feels in all these means because like yeah check out this cool thing you're like oh i guess that's cool i mean that's straight and it's like yeah and if you do that we could weigh the fee and you're like oh, hold up now yeah let's explain go back and how much is the fee? And how what much was the is, fee? That's right. What's this fee for? What are you charging me for? Right. How are you getting my money? I need to know. Uh, but yeah, that's my new favorite phrase, man. Uh, another time I had a meeting and it was in the office. It was here at the job. Um, and I was talking to the dude. He was like, can I use your bathroom? I said, sure, you can use my bathroom. No problem, man. And he went to take a pee. And then it was kind of quiet. And, uh, I heard him like flush. And then I heard, the the water run and then i just heard a loud fart (laughs) and i didn't know what to do i mean do we need separate stalls is it good because you know he feels comfortable enough doing business with me he could fart in my house (laughs) and we could just or is it not cool and then like i had to pretend like it didn't happen because i you know i'm an adult now and that's not funny apparently although it was funny to me inside i was laughing <laughs> yes that's funny but on the outside i had to be like well it was because you're doing business you have a good day good luck with the rest of your calls but on the inside i was like you just farted in the bathroom and it was loud like it was a loud like 
fart like it wasn't even <laughs> that go did it yeah it was a, one of those like good juicy farts man it was like you know like like he had been oh, holding it in yeah, for a while was like you know what i'm not gonna fart in, in this man's face and be like just cut this one in the bathroom yeah yeah I, I was you know i was i tried not to say anything but i mean if if it farts it farts you know what, yeah. what are you gonna say <laughs> um but uh yeah it was, let's see if i can find one on here but it's kind of like that but from the bathroom you know like pretty loud because like everything got quiet like i don't know why he didn't do it with the water was on or when he flushed oh to cover it up it, you know and i just had to pretend like it didn't happen maybe he was trying to see if i was cool <laughs> you know maybe he was trying to be like oh okay if you don't say anything then uh then you must be you must be cool for not for not saying anything about this fart but it was um pretty pretty <laughs> pretty farty you know what i mean <laughs> i want to see if i can find now i feel like i'm picking out a police lineup i want to find the exact fart sound oh they match no i wasn't that more no i wasn't that little one either it was kind of like that it was kind of like that yeah it was like that and i was ah. like oh my god Cause I, cause you know, that fart happened like two seconds before he opened the bathroom door. And then like, I kept thinking like, am I going to have to smell it? You know, cause I don't want to walk through the no, fart. No, like, you know, you know, it hadn't been enough time. You don't know the farting rules. What's the rules? It's silent and deadly. And if it's normally loud, it normally doesn't have an odor with it. But if it's one of them silent ones to sneak out, then the ones you be like, oh, fuck. Uh, oh, well, I didn't know that rule. Uh, I didn't smell anything really, so you know I'm assuming it was you know you must eat healthy or yeah, whatever. Yeah, there are exceptions to the rules, but most of the time, if you fart out loud, the the smell don't linger. Yeah, but it was cool, you know. I was like, it's a good way to end. Now, should I fart to end the business meeting? Like, what is the official thing to make us equals? You know, is this like the new shaking hands ah! or, or what? But uh, he was cool with you know he just just dropped that, and I had to pretend like it ain't happened. <laughs> i was like mm-hmm, yeah okay and it was a pleasure doing business with you uh have a good day i appreciate you coming by and uh oh oh my goodness oh let's calm down buddy but um <laughs> yeah it was pretty crazy so yeah all these business meetings and and it's weird though because like you say everything covered it feels like yeah we'll charge you 4.95 percent and mm. it's a fee with that and it's a fee that goes along with that fee but if you do this, we'll waive that fee, but we'll end up charging you on the backhand another fee. You're like, fuck. Yeah, and I'm bringing the business to you. So this isn't like Come on now. the other way around wow. where like I don't, where I'm trying to get money and I'm like, can you help me get some money? But it's like, I have money. I just want to pay myself and not go to prison for it, you know? <laughs> so yeah, just show me like, how to do that. feel like they're nickel and diamond you to death. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, um luckily i'm pretty good with numbers and i'm peeping games so i'm gonna figure this shit out on my own anyway what uh no, so that i can do it myself but still you know it's just that thing you want to you want to be aware of shit you just never know you don't want to get caught blindsided and they take advantage of that by being like well uh for 99 dollars uh we can set this up and you're like i already have it set up i don't need to pay you a hundred dollars to do this you know what? a lot of times they're counting on your laziness mm-hmm. and i think for a lot of people uh they don't do their research they won't find programs that can do it for them and shit mm-hmm. like that so they're betting on 
uh, especially people that are very, 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 very creative. They don't like to deal with numbers at all. So they're like, hey, I want to do my shit. You handle everything else. Here's $100 because that $100 is better than me sitting my ass down trying to figure this shit out myself. Well, this is the Blackout Test Podcast. Our official weapon is... The Taser. An unofficial sport... Is Bullet Ball. And Bullet Ball Extreme. And today's podcast is brought to you by Shorts for Cancer. Hashtag Shorts, the number four cancer if you don't want to screw around with getting a dvd mailed to you we have a digital download option it's even five dollars cheaper but whether you get the dvd or the download all the money goes to cancer charities think of it as a charitable donation where you actually get an entertaining movie to watch thrown in and if you want to help out go to shadowdollproductions.com slash s4c.html and drop 29 dollars for the dvd the physical copy or $20 for the download and the till. Uh, don't miss Ryan and Karen's film acting debut. Um, and if you've ever done any horrible shit in your life, now's your chance to wash your soul clean by doing something good. Uh, like I said, man, um, you guys are terrible people. You all should go buy this just to offset the damage that listening to this show has done to your soul. True. But also, it goes to cancer, man. And I know it's controversial. I know we get a lot of flack for it, but... We're we're anti-cancer here. Yes, we are. Okay, we're not big fans of cancer. Uh, you know, it's it's it's, it's a pretty touchy situation, man. But we took that hard stance because we know it's the right thing to do. Yes, to say no to cancer. We are not a fan of you. Please stop doing cancer. Okay, that is that's what we say. Hey, cancer. Can you calm it down a bit with the killing of people, the innocent people that haven't done anything wrong? Please do. Okay. We don't need these problems. And uh, cancer doesn't give a fuck, man. Um, It reminds me, man. I was on Mike Lawrence, comedian, friend of the show. Mm-hmm. I was on his page, and he said, I want to lose 40 pounds before my wedding. Can someone cast me in an AIDS movie? <laughs> and everybody was laughing. Everybody thought it was pretty funny. And uh, this um, this one dude, after everybody got their jokes off, said AIDS is not funny, and I'm sorry that you think it is. What? Mm-hmm. And this other guy, Edward, said, hey, man, it's not AIDS, which is the butt of the joke, but actors who, when choosing to portray such a delicate subject, go through massive and unhealthy body transformations. And, uh... I read that and I said that's you know that's probably true, but, but why should you the dude? Have, mm? Why should you have to break down that joke? Cause right, how are you even following a comedian and you don't know that that's com- what the joke means? I went and looked at that guy's page because I, I have this theory that when someone says something stupid on Facebook, if you go to their profile, you will see a lot of stupid shit, and it makes yeah. more sense in the context of stupidity because you're like, oh, ah, you're just fucking stupid. You know, and that was like what I went and clicked on the dude's page. And of course he was stupid. Okay. He said, I knew there would, I knew there would a lot of Shirley Temple jokes. There, T-H-E-I-R. I knew Uh-oh. there a lot of Shirley Temple jokes. All I to say is this, she did more in her first five years on this earth than most of us did in 20. Somebody not proofreading, is it? Mm-hmm. Or what are they? <laughs> right. 
uh he also retweeted a picture of bill gates that said hey foot facebook as some of you know i'm bill gates if you click the share link i will give you five thousand dollars it's about time i give back to people and he shared it he said hope is true so this this is the level of person that doesn't get mike lawrence's hilarious joke okay about AIDS. so then i spoke up (laughs) and i said this joke is clearly about aids edward because ed was the one who tried to be like the joke isn't even about aids it's about actors i said it's clearly about aids edward mike mike lawrence has always made some very mean jokes at aids expense and ronnie is tired of his (laughs) bullshit (laughs) ronnie supports aids and is very protective of his feelings can Ah. you can you even blame him aids has done a lot of great things like make magic johnson a great businessman yeah it did it helped dr dre become a solo act and it won tom hanks and oscar respect it and ed said i did not see that coming well maybe next time you understand okay guys some of us take this pretty Ah. serious and we know that uh joking about aids is no laughing matter okay guys no it's not you know what else is no laughing matter valentine's day two days left That's okay all you got now listen to this guys okay fellas i'm talking to you it's snowing most of the places that you're at yes it is which means she's sitting in her house by herself maybe with her kid bored out of her fucking mind okay she has nowhere to go she's just thinking about how terrible lonely and pathetic her life is and she is trapped in this ice and she's gonna be stuck there all day tomorrow too yeah possibly friday phone on a hundred percent why because nobody's calling okay (laughs) using up all the twitter all the facebook all the google plus all the google plus now is the time to strike when she is in the the midst of loneliness that's when you say to her hey it should thaw out friday afternoon you're trying to grab something to eat i know it's valentine's day it'll be a little busy but i thought thinking about you and she is the closest she's ever gonna be to saying yes okay if she says no she was gonna always say no but i'm not joking she is going out of her mind right now all right she's probably watching a romantic movie right now she's like are you gonna choose basketball or her heart (laughs) you know she's probably yelling at lorenz tate to catch that train right now oh lord catch it catch it catch it tay diggs is proposing in another woman's wedding and somehow that's okay and and that's happening right now yeah it is she's watching it right now not in my wedding yeah she's going "Mm, not in my wedding but you know what she needs for a wedding a man and you know what she needs for that at least one date why not let it be this friday telling you guys I'll tell you a guy who's already on it. There's this one dude, Alex Bagelbin. He's already got, he's already on top of this idea. You know, the ladies out here, are, um, they searching, you know? Uh, he says, uh, uh, let's see. 
um well now we know one surefire way not to land a valentine's day date a 24 year old grad student dropped off valentine's day chocolates at an apartment in meridian too early saturday uh, morning saturday evening the box had the just one word written on it whore <gasps> and she beautiful written on the back according to state college police department see now alex what was his problem karen he struck too early you can't do this shit on saturday this is a thursday night at best approach okay and she would have thought about it now i'm not saying she would have went because this is crazy but she would have been like oh somebody got me some chocolates i can't eat them because obviously they're poison or something i don't know what's wrong with you but yes you know at least somebody was thinking about me the grad student alex balgobin then returned to that same apartment about an hour later he stepped on furniture in the living room and sniffed several items all while ignoring requests from apartment residents to leave (gasps) what do you think he was sniffing draws Mm -hmm. panties is what we call them karen balgaman then sat on the couch turned on the television began eating shit and began eating some of the chocolates he had dropped off earlier that day well obviously they're not poison because he eating the shit he dropped off yeah now i would eat him he's on his worst behavior though um uh, probably sniffing bicycle seats and shit <laughs> he continued to ignore the request from the apartment residents to leave out of fear of the unknown man the tenants locked themselves in their bedroom balgobin tried to enter the locked bedroom but was unable so he returned oh. to the couch police came to the first floor of the apartment building to meet with one of the residents they saw a note taped to the inside elevator door that read you're beautiful the tenant recognized it as the same handwriting that was on the box of chocolate balgobin told police he knew he shouldn't have been in the apartment and recognized his behavior as trespassing he was charged with criminal trespass and taken to the center county correctional facility where uh because he was unable to post bail at seventy five thousand dollars it was uh yeah very busy uh busy week fucking insane Mm mm-hmm so yeah uh apparently you know this guy struck too early no you know you do this on a thursday you might come out with a date no you didn't strike too early he actually Mm -hmm. struck right on time that meant the answer to you sir is new and that's why you guys wait till thursday because not now she's had all the psychos that she's gonna turn down because they can't wait now by comparison to this dude you winning yeah matter of fact email her this story say isn't that crazy (laughs) anyway you want to go out you know what I mean? Like, say, show her how the low, the bottom of the barrel is, and she will settle for your ass. No, she won't, because mm-hmm. she'll be like, you sent me this story. What's wrong with you? Yeah, well, you know, give you something to talk about over over dinner. All right, guys? Yeah. Don't listen to Karen. She's talking with her marriage privilege. She don't know what she's talking about. Oh, I don't. Okay, she already got now. her man. Okay, now he's, right. he's sending you this story talking about ha, ha, ha. You go, mm-hmm, ha, ha, this. Okay, no. just post it on your Facebook wall and say people are crazy. That makes more she'll, sense. She'll respond to that because she's sitting in the ice house with her child and they're watching uh, The Incredibles for the 75th time and she's going out of fucking mind. She'll just be like, ha ha, <laughs> that is a crazy story. You're okay, like, now that's more What acceptable. are you doing for Valentine's? Okay. Now you can do that, but just sit, just send it straight to me. Tell me, ain't this funny? No, mm-hmm. no, it's not. Don't believe them, guys. They're going to lie to you. Ashley in the chat right now talking about she watching Saving Private Ryan right sure you are 
saving your love maybe ah mm-hmm. uh the lego movie smashed the weekend box office i know it did that shit was on every fucking thing you couldn't turn to a channel it shit it was on anything i i, I think lego paid to be on every channel on the on our network because uh that shit was everywhere yeah it's destroying uh monuments man which i thought looked terrible oh okay because i'm like what the hell does a monuments mean it looked like oceans 12 saving private ryan oh no thank you like only a hollywood person would make a movie about people saving art during world war ii how about a movie saving some jews huh okay how about that okay i know what you're talking about people are more important than art hollywood your liberal elitist left-wing leaning rhetoric i know what you're talking about that that one where they were like uh we got to go uh take our art back this over there in germany right we need to go save this Rembrandt because oh, who, the, who, who the hell they thought was, was gonna watch that yeah sorry oh, lego shit i watched legos over that move out of the way and frank i gotta go grab this painting it's priceless <laughs> ah. anyway open up with 69.1 million dollars gross which oh, is crazy because hey, uh ride along has only made 105 million in the whole time it's been released in like for like a month and uh this movie gets released in one weekend and makes like 70 million dollars yeah because the thing about kids movies this is why everybody wanted to be g to pg-13 as close as they can and nobody wants to be rated r above is because guess what if if a child goes a parent goes <coughs> and the average household is like uh, uh two parents and like uh, two and a half children so you're gonna have at least two to three at least one child so you're gonna get anywhere between three to five tickets per uh household that goes to see this so yeah yo uh money is gonna like quadruple because you know the kids prices are just about as expensive as the adults prices now so what if you go during prime time it's let's say ten dollars a piece that's twenty dollars for the adults and another twenty dollars for the kids or, or, or thirty dollars for the kids so yeah that's that's why they making that money and is it even really a kids movie people say that but i feel like these movies are really geared towards us as adults because they you are. know the people that do the voices will ferrell elizabeth banks will arnett liam neeson morgan freeman chris pratt like these aren't really um kid stars you know it's not like they went and got spongebob to do the voices and shit it really fit and then when you hear the trailer and you see the jokes it feels like they're tongue-in-cheek adult jokes like maybe yeah. a kid wouldn't get that type of humor mm-hmm. um so but- i almost feel and then the time of day that they show the video the, the the commercials it almost feels like these movies are made for adults and then you just so happen can take your kids to it because you won't be bored out of your mind but you know it's just legos it won't they won't be fucking or anything or cussing true so it's not but i think a kid's movie is more like maybe frozen or um you know what i mean like something designed kind of with kids like completely in mind oh it's similar to shrek like Mm -hmm. the first shrek uh i think a lot of people were surprised by that because they literally took the kids to go see it they ended up enjoying it because half of the jokes the kid flew over most of the children's heads and it's one of those things where when it comes to Legos, everybody has played Lego with Legos. Most people have anyway. 
And it's just, just one of those things where they go, ooh, Legos. And the kids go, I want to see Legos. But it's like, fuck Legos. And you get there. And a lot of people was like, I had a good time. I enjoyed the movie. And I even seen some people was like, hey, I'm going to take my kid because I want to go see it. Yeah, I'll tell you another movie that, um, I mean, I'll tell you another take on the movie. Uh, apparently Fox News, not a fan of the Lego movie. Of Hollywood pushing its anti-business message to our kids. First, it was the Muppets movie. Remember, they used an oil baron as the enemy. A year later, it was the Lorax, a casting environmentalist against anyone who dared to create a new business. And, well, now it's the Lego movie with the villain named President Business. Take a listen to him. Would you cancel my 2 o'clock? This next meeting could run a little bit deadly. Looks a little bit like Mitt Romney. Joining us from Los Angeles is Rentrack senior media analyst Paul DeGarabedian. Paul, uh... You know, listen, Hollywood has its own agenda, and we're kind of used to this, but it feels it feels a little bit more threatening when they start to push this out to our kids over and over. Well, I think that when you have movies based on characters and, and you're trying to find a villain within those characterizations, oftentimes the head of a corporation is an easy target. Why? And an easy, why why uh, is the head of a corporation the where they hire people... People go to work, they pay their rent, their mortgage, they put their kids through college, they feed their families, they give to charities, they give to churches. Why would the CEO be right. an easy target? Uh, you know, it's it's really just, I think, it's a simple way to make a villain out of somebody who is uh, has power, who has money. I'm not saying that's the right thing to do. I'm just saying that when you look at the history of film, you see this happen all the time. And the Hudsucker Proxy was a movie from a few years ago where there was this giant corporation and Tim sure. Robbins was this lowly worker and Paul Newman was at the top of that corporation. He was kind of the evil one. And Lego, I think, though, is interesting because it does appeal hugely to kids. But let's say this, at least if it gets a dialogue going, I mean, to have kids even thinking about business, maybe it can start a debate within a household. I don't know All if right, kids well. look at it that way, though, but the parents certainly do. And, and that can uh, have an influence, no question about it. Paul, it's and Monica Crowley here. I... Next week is actually yeah. more anti-business, I would say, than, than a lot of movies. RoboCop is all about the big corporation taking over a city uh, for evil purposes and that yeah, kind that's of thing. That's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. We haven't been talking about that one. But, Paul, you're right to say that Hollywood has long been dominated by the far left, which is very anti-capitalist. Um, and we've seen these movies over the decades. I think about It's a Wonderful Life, where uh, Mr. Potter, the banker, is considered you know, the villain in that movie. Do you think, I mean... For Hollywood, it's all about the bottom line. So they will hire a Republican star like Sylvester Stallone or Bruce Willis if they think that they can carry a movie and make money. What is the purpose of trying to indoctrinate kids in a movie? I mean, I guess they, they believe this movie is going to make a lot of money. So no matter what, they can embed these kinds yeah. of anti-capitalist messages and get away with it. You're defending well, Mr. Potter. Is, I, I, yeah. Well, I think at the end of the day, I mean, these are big corporations that are producing these movies, and they are making a lot of money off these movies. So it is all about capitalism. Remember, too, it's a free market economy, so but, you if know, people but don't quickly, want to go see the movie, but, they don't have to. But let's, but let's talk about the details of Lord right? Business. Let's talk about who President Business is quickly. He came up through history books, voting machines, the dairy product, and coffee industry. When Lego was really about building, right? Yeah. Building things. Yeah, I mean, that is yeah. a, I mean, it's yeah, a, it's about, Paul, you know, here's the thing, and we're going to have to let you yeah. go, but, you know, uh, again, we're used to it being beamed at adults, and we can make our own decisions, but we're talking about very young kids seeing this, being impressionable, 
and it's it's it a hypocrisy right. and I don't know. I think there's something well, wrong with it uh, for sure. All this from the Lego movie. People are fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to say this. It's a goddamn movie about some fucking Legos. They're goddamn toys. Legos is about making money. They don't give a damn about agendas. They're they not trying to target your kids. They're not trying to brainwash your kids or any of this bullshit. I hate when adults come into something that is just fun and enjoyable for kids and put their adult ideas on it and just fuck up the whole experience for children or want to take it away because they overanalyzing some shit that kids don't give a fuck about. Kids went, ooh, ah, I had a good time. Shit was morphing, transforming, building over again. Them kids could give a rat's ass about all that five-minute video you played. Mm -hmm. A three-year-old could give a fuck about it. They're indoctrinating the children, though, Karen. And that's the problem with this uh, elitism, Hollywood, left-winning bullshit. Um, you, you show kids a movie where uh, big business is the problem because big business is inherently not the problem, guys. Okay? You understand? Uh, this is like, and it's like the Fox Business Channel. It's like, the fuck are y'all doing reviewing a movie? y'all y'all yeah it must be that we got 25 hours to fill yes so we just got to come up with something and lego made a lot of money with this movie so let that's us shit on that because lego isn't a big business at all and that's the only reason why i think they said anything and you're talking on a platform that's a big business and what kids movie have you ever watched with there's not a villain what? not just that but lego is a big business yes so what is it against themselves it's not like the underdog made the movie. You know, it's a fucking, like, these motherfuckers are weird, dog. Yes, and they're, they're trying to make a story out of something. Somebody said, Lego made a lot of money. Let's find some shit to talk about it, basically. Yeah, why has he got to be president business? It sounds like every five percenter that was on the campus of Fayetteville State. Oh. You know, like every dude that just smoked weed and sold incense and told me about passages of the bible and how that meant the white man was the devil it felt like that but from the republican perspective where you're just sitting around like listen brother listen what's the name of the man that's the feeling though business get it he's a businessman ah! big business recognize they're trying to tell you something like come on man it's not a fucking conspiracy. No, it's not. And at any period of time, like the dude was telling them, people got the choice. People didn't have to go see this movie. This movie did. This movie could have flopped as well as it made a success. Yeah, people are taking their kids to see it because it's good and they want to see it. Like, mm -hmm. people aren't sitting around going, how can I teach my kids that business is bad? Yeah, because there are a lot of children movies that came out. I think they had one about a snail that failed. Mm -hmm. They had one about some turkeys that failed. Mm -hmm. Like, so it's kids movies that come out that's targeted towards kids. This, this shit don't sell. That movie Vampire Diaries failed. Bad. And it was another one in the long line of pedophile vampires fucking with high school kids. I don't get the rules. I don't know how that works. How can vampires even have a high school when you die as a ah. vampire you don't age so you stay if you were 16 won't you always be 16 i don't get it you know but another movie where hey there's a white girl that doesn't know how special she is we need to make a fucking movie about how special demons and animals and shit are attracted to her and it didn't make any money this shit flopped why don't they call that shit propaganda did it not make enough money to be 
propaganda yep that's what it boils down to you know is lone survivor not propaganda like i don't get it man but uh i just thought that was crazy um so yeah drivers are stuck in the snow um they're abandoning their cars in raleigh mm-hmm. pulling over getting out of the car and i wonder like how and why that happens like what happens when you abandon your car on the side of the highway do you walk home because it seems like it would be cold outside the car i guess it just depends um possibly if you run out of gas like if you flat around the gas it won't matter because mm. you actually sitting in a cold ass car yeah who doesn't go get gas the day like i like honestly we both got gas yesterday you you know you will be amazed at how ignorant people can be when it comes to snowstorms it's like okay they say there's no fill up your fucking tank but a lot of people i can make it i can make it like even if you put i don't just put gas in there like this is one of those times where i would go i would take a fee on a credit card or a non-sufficient fund fee before i don't have gas in my car during the middle of a fucking snowstorm in the south this is crazy yeah and it's also one of those things we talked about it before to where this winter right here has been the most snow we've had literally in years you guys like literally in years we haven't had back-to-back snowstorms and i couldn't tell you when mm-hmm. um and it's just one of those things where people got comfortable with us having these light snows so everybody's cut back on the budgets they're not they don't have all this ice no more instead of you know 50 60 70 snow trucks now they cut it down to 25 but your road you still have the same amount of road shit in fact you got more because you don't annex some shit in mm-hmm. and it's just one of those things to where uh no matter how early you start when certain shit hit you just can't meet the demands and and this is the shit that happens and when they tell people to stay your ass at home, people don't take heed and they go out anyway. And it's just one of those things where this is it. Cause Atlanta learned when they told them, when they said the icy storm coming, Atlanta stopped. People's like, fuck it. I'm not going nowhere. I had to stay in my car eight hours, 12 hours, 19 hours, a whole day. Fuck it. But other places are like, we can do it. No, Atlanta was an example of, Get your shit together or else your people going to be outside in the road. It's just one of those things where even here in North Carolina, they, a DOT, because they had to do for last, the last storm, they ended up having to uh, get federal funding to actually get the shit to ice the roads and call in other places because it's one of those things when, you know, when we're talking about that tax, tax base, when people move out of the area or, or don't want to be annexed, but yet they want the services, this is the shit that happens. Yeah, I have no idea why this happened specifically, but only because, you know, I just haven't known. I don't know enough. You know what I mean? Like, to me, it's 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 kind of crazy that this shit just popped off like this all of a sudden. Um, but it's even crazier in the wake of Atlanta. Yeah. Like, we know for a fact what how it goes down when you're not prepared. Yeah. And people are really like, fuck it. You know, I'm just going to take my chance. Yeah. And and like I said, I learned from last time. So I I was not playing. I was like, you know what? Not me. I refuse to be stuck. I, I You know, because my 
And and I do think too because no snow here often. You know how they tell you all the things you're supposed to prepare in your car. People don't have that shit. They tell you have a blanket. They'll tell you like you need a kit, a go bag. Like they they tell people this stuff all the time. But everybody think it'll never be me until it's you. And you're like fuck. I wish I had that extra blanket, pair of socks and shoes and coat that the people said on TV. And I know I don't have that. So what the fuck? I'm I'm, I'm not fucking around. I'm take my ass home. That's just what. How do you not know in it just happened? Mm-hmm. Like it was the biggest thing on the news. Atlanta is shut down. How is it possible for anyone to get stuck on the highway today of all days? And you stay your ass either at home or you leave so early. The second you see a flake, I'm out. I don't want to be stuck here. And also I think too, um, not really here, uh, but I know in some areas it it moved quick. And I think it really caught people off. It's not an excuse, but I think it moved quicker than people thought. Mm-hmm. Like, people thought that, hey, it starts snowing. I might have an hour or two. Nah, that shit was like, here I go, and whoof, there I go again. And next thing you know, you got eight inches, and everybody's stuck. That's embarrassing, man. Yes, it is. And it's just one of those things where uh, it's, it's sad, excuse me, because you should be prepared. Like, you should always... Be prepared for things like this. The city, the county, the state. Like, you should be prepared. This isn't like, but this isn't like other times where people go, well, the weatherman doesn't know what he's talking about. They're wrong half the time. Atlanta just happened. And then also, they're calling for a shit storm, not, um, we're calling for, uh, sunny skies and we got two inches of, of snow. Like, no. that's different. This was, this, this is actually like, we're telling you prepare for the worst and people are like, ah, fuck it, I'll take my chances. Yeah, like, like, like they was, and they was like, we're gonna have, it's gonna be mixed with ice and like, they be, and they've been talking about this shit all fucking week. Like, they've yeah. been literally talking about this since last week. Like, and this isn't a prep thing. I mean, no. they iced, they salted the roads here. But it don't. And we were on the road today and it was like, yeah, this is going to get really, really fucking bad. Glad, yeah. glad we're on our way back. Home. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just thought that story was crazy. Here's another crazy story. Um, they're banning some stuff for high schools, uh, apparently. Okay. When it comes to the dress code. I don't appreciate having to be responsible for a boy paying attention. Whoa. One high school's ban on a particular piece of clothing oh, has slow, many baby. students saying, All right, give me a you second. got to be kidding me. A recently enforced ban on yoga pants and leggings by a high school in Rockport, Massachusetts has some students and parents upset. Rockport High School's dress code states that students are not to wear the offending pants. However, students insist the policy was not enforced until recently. After school faculty expressed concern that students were not following the dress code, the principal took the opportunity during an assembly last week to remind the kids about the rules. They even provided completely useful drawings of what clothing choices don't impress like a sleeveless t-shirt that says offensive across it there is nothing more Ah. offensive than the word offensive and also those boxers that say dollar sign dollar sign dollar sign dollar sign (laughs) terribly shocking female student from rockport high tell me what you think tell me what you honestly think i honestly think it's ridiculous 
Thank you for being honest. All these ladies voiced their opinions against the yoga pants policy along with uh, this guy, who is on board with his female classmates wearing tight pants for what I am sure is a completely noble reason. 20 female students protested by wearing the body-hugging pants on Friday. They were sent home and told to change their clothes, and some received a write-up warning them to not wear the outlawed pants to school. It's called attention to something that no one even thought about. The administration seems to disagree, saying that the ban is in place because the slim fit pants are distracting and not acceptable in the classroom environment. I don't appreciate having to be responsible for a boy paying attention or even being told that it's my responsibility to not distract someone with my body. I don't like being objectified in that way. For some students, it's about comfort. We're not trying to be... Um, out there trying to say that, oh, we're trying to be sexy or we're trying to get boys' attention. We're just wearing them so that we could be comfortable. To be fair, though, being sexy and getting boys' attention is exactly why our staffer, Tad, wears his yoga pants. I'm not wearing them out of malicious intent or anything like that. To be fair, again, Tad does wear his yoga pants out of malicious intent. Anyways, parents of the high schoolers are supportive. I just think it's absolutely ridiculous. There's no reason for this to be blown out of proportion. This is crazy, these poor kids. According to the superintendent of Rockport Public Schools, the high school's principal will be reviewing the dress code along with a newly formed committee. Can I just say, if we want to talk about offensive clothing, what about their own principal? I mean, look at that Red Sox shirt. He makes me sick. Go Yankees. So that was the Starkey News report. But, uh, yeah, they're banning girls from wearing uh, yoga pants in uh, at school. And girls are getting mad, man. Yeah, and uh, the they right send them home. They had a right to what? To ban them or to no, be mad? Be mad. To... be mad because it's just one of those things that the girl was saying. You're basically telling me not to show my body because mm-hmm. the fucking boys don't, you don't have enough sense to just look, look and stare and keep moving. And it's just one of those things where it, it goes back to the, the way the society is, is set up. Instead of telling boys, don't Google over girls and smack their asses and shit like that. Well, uh, no, no, technically, no, they didn't say anything about smacking any no, asses and no, stuff. Not, not that, but, but. Keep but, it clear. No, no. I'm saying, I'm personally saying that. It's like, mm-hmm. you, it's like you're saying basically, cover up, little girls. I know y'all been wearing this for years, and this is the fad and what little girls wear, or what children wear, actually. And it's just one of those things where it's easier easier for us to tell you to, to not to wear it than to um tell people to change their behavior. Yeah, I mean it is a bit frustrating and ridiculous in my opinion. Yeah, because you're more talking to girls than boys. Yeah, well I don't think that's the problem, honestly. I mean girls and boys have different parts and shit like that. I mean yeah, if, that's true. if the boys start wearing banana hammocks or some shit, uh, oh. I wouldn't feel like it was out of line to be like, Yeah, put your dick away. No, and and but and, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry, I guess with the dress code, they guess we're talking to boys, they're talking about the the dollars dollar sounds on their pants and, and different types of shirts. So I guess they was like, Hey, we we're gonna cover both of the sexes. Mm-hmm. But to me it just feels like this is a normal trend it's kind of like if you said boys couldn't wear skinny jeans or something i would be like that's weird because it's just a normal trend that everybody is wearing it's not like to call it distracting to me would mean like it was drawing attention to itself in some sort of way you know that other clothes aren't that's and i think that's the problem i have with it just the explanation like if they had a another or more logical explanation i'm like okay that makes sense but you're going you're distracting and yeah. it's like, yeah, 
your your ass is distracting that's what basically what you're saying and you know of course personally i support the use the wear of, of yoga pants not that it should matter to anybody but um i think women look good in them i do too so to me it's like cool like i'm glad she wore those yoga pants i ain't gonna say nothing to her or make her feel uncomfortable but i have no issue with it um but even if you had the issue with that saying well it makes these little girls uh look sexy these are high school students at what point are we going to say if, if she wants to dress sexy she can dress sexy there's nothing we can the school can't do shit about that it's not like she's wearing walking around with her nipples hanging out no if she just wants to wear some tight pants there's really not shit you can do about it. her parents let her walk out the house with that mm-hmm. they're obviously that's it maybe she does yoga that's you true know too. who knows the point is uh you can't police people's uh you know sexuality like that for something so to what i feel isn't really uh over the line you know what i mean like it to me like i could see like there's certain things i think you could argue uh are so out of the norm that you have to say something like if a chick just wore a bathing suit top to school you know i could see you going well no one else is doing that that's crazy yes you put on a shirt or something you know So I think, cause I think that's the slippery slope of going, well, the teacher can't say nothing anytime. Like, no, there's going to be times. I just don't think this is one of them when, mm-hmm. you know, this is like people wear this shit all the time. Yes, they do. Not to the club, just like Out going to the store. store. Like, how are you going to try to flip it on these kids? Like, oh, you disgusting. And, and it really does, uh, like you said, it's form fitting. Mm-hmm. And I think it really does drive this message home of like, you're a woman so therefore you're kind of a whore for wearing this shit that's that's technically what you're what you're saying you know what's the between that and form-fitting like regular pants right right that's the other thing if these women were wearing like low-cut jeans they wouldn't have a problem with that Mm -mm. you know but it's still form i mean my mind is still form-fitting i know i know that's why i said that karen but i mean it's like if they wouldn't have a problem with it if you know if it was just another article of clothing but somehow yoga pants is too much like it's just weird uh and apparently it also is weird because they weren't enforcing this part of the policy and then they just all of a sudden were like no more yoga pants Uh, i wonder if something happened like i wonder like an incident must have happened at the school to make them say we need to re 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 honestly you know what honestly man and this is one of the reasons i'm for it uh when i was a kid i wasn't for it but school uniforms man yeah yeah but yeah when i was a kid i wasn't for it but i i think that children should have uniforms that covers all your bases and that way you don't have these issues and these problems you say look everybody look the fucking same yeah i mean it's really out of control at this point as far as like and it's not for the kids i don't think the kids are out of control but the policing and random enforcement and picking on certain people's styles like it would just be better if motherfuckers had khakis and a button up and just came to school the same every day because obviously the school can't even figure out what it's going to enforce and when it's going to enforce it. Uh, another banning of uh, some stuff. Uh, homeless people in Florida, they're now there's now a new ordinance that makes it illegal for them to cover up with blankets. <coughs> what are they supposed to cover up with? Just, uh, just freeze them? Mm-hmm. A controversial ordinance passed in Pensacola, Florida. Oh, Florida, over the summer... Is currently making life a lot harder for those who would not have a home of their own in which to sleep. Hola a todos. What? Hey, hey. 
Guess what, guys? What is going on? Stop that. What is... No, I don't know. What video was that? Guess what, guys? I don't know. Something happened? Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know what that is from. I'll see you later. Um, but, uh, yeah, this new ordinance, uh, it's called the camping ordinance and it present, prevents homeless people, uh, from wearing, uh, blankets, sleeping underneath blankets in public. So you have to obey the law of freeze death. Sleeping in public underneath blankets or newspaper or inside a shelter one constructs in order to find relief from the oppressive code all against the law now. Instead of them finding somewhere for these people to stay or live to go, fuck it, you just don't cover up. Noting how this organist has negatively impacted the homeless population of the city, especially in the wake of the polar vortex that paralyzed much of the nation last month, city officials, uh, locals, uh, locals asked city council to consider a repeal of the parts or the ordinance that caused undue hardship for those living rough. Um, Good, uh, as opposed, as opposing views reports, Jeremy Boso was among those who stood up for the city's homeless population. Good evening, city council said Bozo in his appeal. What a terrible last name, Bozo. Yeah. Get out of here, Bozo. I just wanted to bring to your attention where ABC News, uh, posted a sort of public service announcement. If you will, just remind people that this cute little meme on their Facebook page is a cute little dog. And it says, it's too cold for you. It's too cold for them. Please bring your pets inside. Please share to get the, get the, this message. Get out this message. I will just like to say that I fully agree with this, but it's too cold for you. It's too cold for your pets. But I would also like to ask that the city council extend the same courtesy to our fellow human beings. The temperatures have reached the teens recently. It's expected to be a hard freeze tonight. And because of that, I like to ask this council to respectfully consider camping, the camping ordinance that I believe several other people have mentioned that does prohibit sleeping with a blanket, a sleeping bag. I think we should extend that courtesy to our fellow human beings. I mean, we do it for the animals. I think we should respect life at all stages. That's a good way to appeal to some white people through the animals. That's smart. Yes. Because like you cover up your animals. Like, you ain't going to let Fluffy freeze out there in the cold. Yeah. Um... But yeah, that's just crazy, man. Like people just, don't care about people no more. Period. Like, and mm-hmm. they make these stupid laws and rules and regulations, and it's it's sad when you're like, what you're saying is so dumb. Yeah. Yep. So. Mm, also, I mean, how many dead, frozen, homeless people does it have to be? Mm-hmm. I say I solve this problem easily. Give the homeless people yoga pants, okay? You give them the yoga pants, they'll be warm and comfortable, and they won't need the blankets. I guess not. Um, activists present conservative representative uh, with toilet. Okay. Why? Well, I want to explain. Mm-hmm. I always do. And that's it. Next article. <laughs> Let's move on. A group of Latino activists brought a toilet to the Arizona Capitol on Tuesday and tried to present it to a conservative Republican representative due to a bill he had introduced. House Bill 2192, authored by Representative Carl Seal, would make it a crime, a serious misdemeanor on first offense, and a felony on second and subsequent offenses for anyone who is in Arizona illegally to use any public resource. The bill specifies that public resources include roads and schools, as well as any other taxpayer-funded entity. 
Beto Soto of Citizens uh, for Better Arizona says his group believes that list would also be interpreted to include sidewalks, parks, libraries, and even restrooms on any public property. Thus, the decision to use a toilet to represent their displeasure with the bill. Yeah, this is just a stunt move to get people outraged because you can't enforce this shit. Yeah, and also, I mean, honestly, uh, I think it's just a good situation where they could go buy a toilet, put this guy's picture on it, and, uh, you know, talk, ah! talk about how he hates shit, you know, stuff like that. Um, because the law is problematic indeed. Yes, it is now. But they had to stretch it to get to a toilet, so I think they just wanted to put this dude's face on the toilet. Like, they had been thinking about that for a while, and then he did this, and they said, okay, how can we get this guy's face on the toilet? We bought this toilet. And guys, we're not going to be able to write it off on our taxes if we don't use it in something. Uh, the toilet, the toilet was labeled the Russell Pierce Extremist Award, named after former state Senate President, uh, Russell Pierce, who authored and pushed passage of several bills designed to make life as uncomfortable as possible for people in the state illegally. Chief among those designed to make life as, I mean, chief among those measures was Senate Bill 1070, a tough immigration enforcement measure. Many key provisions of SB 1070 have been invalidated by a federal court, however. Yeah, I think that was the one where it's like, show your passport, and if you look Mexican, yeah, if you look of Latino descent, we can just like, pull you over and check to see if you like if you're in the country illegally and shit yeah but you're gonna sit and tell me that we don't have racism issues in our country when they're constantly trying to make laws to kick out all the brown people in the state that are not uh, that, that are uh mexican okay seal has admitted his bill isn't likely to pass in fact it hasn't even been assigned a committee to a committee for a hearing of course which is the first step in moving any bill toward a vote however seal said he felt the need to introduce it to make a statement yeah, I often just... think a lot of these dudes do this to separate themselves so that they can get that Tea Party vote. Yep. And I wonder how shocked they'd be if this shit passed and they really had to like go out here and defend being on the record like this. You know? Yeah. Just once if somebody's like, you know what, actually, yes, any you are going we're gonna make sure you pass the most racist bill of all time, your name's gonna be on it. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they'd be like yes or if they'd be like, Oh shit, no, that's not Oh, I didn't think we had to vote. <laughs> I, I, you know it depends some might be a very few might be yes but most of them are gonna be like i didn't think this shit would actually pass y'all read that like i feel like y'all, that's pay, how, y'all paid attention right i was just playing <laughs> it'd be like when fonte told us he heard our show like what oh uh i don't, I don't we, we didn't mean that i don't know we love that album I don't now know how to respond to it yeah please don't be mad i love you that, <laughs> I, I think they do it for the shock value, and it's just one of those things where they want the attention. Like you said, they're going after that Tea Party vote who's just so extreme and racist. Yep. Um, the group marched with the toilet into the Capitol where Capitol Security had arranged for a member of SEALs staff to be president. I mean, be president. <laughs> I said president. What, a, a Legos? That's why the people <laughs> complain on Fox. After listening to the group's concerns, SEAL staff member said, I will not accept the toilet and walked away. So they just had to show up to say that. But, uh, yeah, I thought that was crazy. How much that toilet, how much they pay for that toilet from Lowe's? Too much. I Whatever bet you they it was. Did. Somebody was like, now after this, I can get a new toilet installed in my house. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yes. They said they didn't want it. You heard them. They said they didn't want it. My toilet. I called first. We're getting old, Karen. Pepsi to reintroduce limited edition Crystal Pepsi early in 2014. Didn't that shit come out like 1980 something? 
uh this shit came out when we were kids it was an early 90s flop yeah the shit because it was terrible tasting uh was it tasting i couldn't taste the difference i thought it just was a different color but tastes like pepsi was the the thing was that well pepsi does taste terrible so i guess yeah, I, could I, see I, that. I don't know maybe maybe me just tastes like some alcohol soda shit was nasty it, uh crystal pepsi was originally marketed as a caffeine free free clear alternative to normal brown colas casting the drinks clear color is healthy and pure the drink's original marketing slogan was, you never t- seen a taste like this. Oh, I guess it did taste different. Oh, yes, it tastes like fucking Alka-Seltzer. Man, I, can't, I can't tell because Pepsi's nasty to me. The company is furious for relaunching, I mean famous, furious. <laughs> the people are furious going, we don't want this shit. The company is famous for relaunching real sugar throwbacks of their popular Pepsi Mountain Dew and Dr. Pepper drink lines. This is the first time in an, un- uh, this is the first time an unmitigated flop will be given the throwback treatment. 20 years ago, consumers found the soda's unusual color coloring to be off-putting, noted PepsiCo spokesman Mark Draper. And now the now the novelty of anything associated with the 90s pretty much guarantees it will sell enough units for us to make some money with it. Not always true. I don't know why people think that. It's some shit they bought that flopped. The product uses the same formulation as classic Pepsi, but in the final step, a few drops of special commercial-grade bleach are added to remove all coloring. Bleach. You put bleach in my soda as you whitening my teeth? That's probably the cleanest thing in that soda. I bet you so. The clear soda will be available in lesser grocery stores and select convenience stores, primarily concentrated in low-income markets in the South. So, black people. And yeah, the South. And yeah, because they're like, look, you want, you want the black stuff or you want the white stuff? You know us. I take the black stuff. Most of our customers... Most of our customers have literally had their synapses fried by overabundance of selection in the soda aisle. We feel like Crystal Pepsi can attract both nostalgic hipsters who will drink it ironically and genuine, the genuinely confused. It's a winning combination for us. But I can't believe that's the thing he really said. Yeah, but you're but you're not even targeting the market you're talking about because you're you're going to put it in a limited market. You're going to put it primarily down south. You're going to put it in poor areas, and then you're going to wonder why it's not fucking selling. Yeah, this is- because because what what would you rather have uh the forty nine cent off brand soda or the dollar fifty crystal Pepsi? Yeah, this has got to be like is this a joke site or something? Can't believe anybody would say that. Like I'm I'm clicking on the rest of these articles now to be like, is this just got to be a some type of joke? Serious? Let's see the Wall Street Sentinel. Maybe this is a. Let me, I'm going to type in, is the Wall Street Sentinel some bullshit? No, because, man, if he said that, and that didn't break news, but yet we're talking about how Legos was an issue. Yeah, like, this is like some a hoax or some shit. Yeah, some fucking Crystal Pepsi, that shit, I remember that shit was, that's why that shit didn't sell, it was nasty. Yeah, I can't believe this is real sight, man. Busy, clear as water, no. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, if that seems crazy that uh pe- that that the spokesman of pepsi would say the part about <laughs> what was the last sentence it was something crazy like we feel like crystal pepsi can attract both nostalgic hipsters who drink it uh, who drink it ironically and the genuinely confused yeah you wouldn't say that about your general public yeah like is this real mm-hmm. um I, I'm sorry to derail the show, derail the show like this. But it went, yeah, because that that really sounds like that can't be real. 
yeah like i need a more legitimate source um than this site now um yeah i don't yeah i don't see anything else from this so i'm gonna i'm gonna go on a limb and say this is bullshit yeah i don't think they're bringing christopher hips back yeah everything else um yeah i'm gonna say this is bullshit um and don't trust whoever sent me this i'll remember i'm gonna find you and uh make sure that this never happens again you never send me any more articles shia labeouf makes a scene at berlin film festival shia labeouf Mm apparently um he showed up for a press conference for his film nymphomaniac volume one are they sure it's real uh he didn't he's not he's just in the film okay the actor posed for photographers in a stylish tuxedo and a paper bag with eye holes that and the words i am not famous anymore written across it but you are still famous on twitter he had put i'm not famous anymore on his twitter uh after he got you know called out for all that plagiarism he's been doing mm-hmm. uh he's frequently used the statement on his twitter page and has a identify and was identifiable by a tattoo on his hand the unconventional attire short came shortly after the star walked out of a press conference with co-stars uma thurman and christian slater to promote large von trier's film the first installment of a two-part drama about a woman's sexual life from girlhood to age 50 a reporter's question as to whether the actors were worried about the film's sex scenes uh elicited the response when seagulls follow the trawler it is because they think sardines will be thrown into the sea thank you very much he then walked out okay LaBeouf's line was borrowed stolen from french soccer player eric cantana who baffled reporters with it in the mid-1990s followed by a suspension for a flying kick on a heckler is anything this nigga doing real i know right the actor has come under fire for barring dialogue and storyline for his short film howardcantor.com it's weird that uh they keep saying borrowing he, he stole, stole that shit he tried to take credit for he it he copied it which closely resembled a 2007 graphic novel by daniel close in my excitement and naivety as an amateur film maker i got lost in the creative process and neglected to follow proper accreditation LeBeau said on twitter in december in response to close publisher claim that he stole dialogue verbatim LeBeau wasn't the only one making a statement von Trier tried turned up to a photo call sporting a t-shirt with the logo at Cannes film festival and the words persona non grata official selection in 2011 von Trier was ejected from the Keynes event at the Bizarre Rambling News Conference in which he expressed sympathy for Adolf Hitler. He said afterward he had been joking, later issued an apology, and then saying he would refrain from public, future public statements. The director skipped Sunday's news conference to talk about the film. The version that the film festival includes increases to nearly two and a half hours, the first installment. Uh, at the press conference, Thurman said she enjoyed letting off the fury of a woman scorned in a dialogue Montreal wrote for her in a movie. It was a great challenge. Memorize seven pages of large female diatribe of rage. Lars kept saying I was overacting, but that's nothing new. Thurman just added. So, yeah. Two and a half hours. Wow. This is LaBeouf, man. He's crazy. He is out there. I wonder if he's like off his meds or something. Got a drug problem. Like, it sounds issues. like something kind of serious could be going on with that dude. And uh, nobody's going to talk about it. Uh, going to college may cost you but so will skipping it did you know not going to college 
which in college can cost as much as a house at this point yes it can a nice house uh not going to college by the numbers okay not this is strictly averages and all this shit the pew research center did this um Mm -hmm. those with a college degree now make seventeen and a half thousand dollars more per year than those without i believe that but it's uh, just the way the economy is and shit you get two hundred thousand dollars for loans and the job you got is not enough to pay them fucking loans off to a lot of people if they really sit and think about it was it really worth it those without a degree are four times more likely to be unemployed i believe that too because a lot lot of the jobs that they would have had people with degrees are getting because the job other people are staying working longer are coming back to the job market uh and things like that and so it's just one of those things where they now employers could be picky because you have floods of people in the market where you can kind of get people that are overqualified for jobs and they're willing to stay at those jobs so some so a job that you would have gave somebody fresh out of college now somebody that has you know 10 or 15 years in experience is willing to take it just to have a job mm-hmm. yeah the pew survey survey young people and you asked them was it worth it and boy even with those with debt eight out of ten say absolutely either it's already worth it or will be worth it which i don't know if that's fair because you know they you ask people that just that did something if it was worth it nine percent of them are gonna say yes you know yeah and it's one of those things too i wonder who they're asking i wonder what's that recent college like survey young people so you got to assume these are people that either like just graduated college at best. Yeah. So I don't know that they're the best group to ask. Like, no, ask somebody like 20 years down the line. Yes. Was it worth it? it? You know, with I, those people know what student loan debt can do and all that shit. Yeah. And I would like to also see when they ask these people, I want to know how many I want to break it down by demographic because like that will make a difference too. like. Uh, because even black people with degrees, we still don't get hired as quickly as people as uh, as as whites with with the same degree. So you know, I wonder mm-hmm. like break like break that down to me like who actually are you asking? And like you say, even when I got out of college initially, you have all this hope in your eyes, all right. this yeah, I can make it. But uh, I can't speak for nobody else. When I got out of school, it was right after September 11th. It was fucking hard to find a job. It took like two or three years to actually get a job that was worth something for my degree. And it's like, you're applying, you're applying, you're applying. Everybody's saying, no, 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 no. You need experience. Fucking nobody won't hire me to get my ass experience. It will fucking drive you insane. And it's just one of those things where unless you've been through that experience, uh, it's hard for you to understand that... uh, feeling and of course you graduated from college i think it would be worth it like you say ask somebody in their 30s and 40s who had the the the, the two, you know two hundred thousand dollars worth of debt and had to stay home with their parents for five to six extra years because they're trying to pay off their student loans or either their parents are helping them pay off you know their student loans so it's it's, it's the land of a lot of shit because debt ain't no joke and that's something that people are kind of overlooking too and the way the society is now uh, because of the internet and things like that, it's ways to get around making money without having to get a degree, which is something that they're not, that they're um not looking at either. Our society looks at degrees like the housing market. Everybody got to get one, and it's one of those things where everybody don't got to get one. And everybody's not designed and don't want to go back to school and take out all these loans and shit like that. And if you don't get a degree, guess what? You still owe them fucking loans. Yeah. Um. 
that yeah and this is one this is the most educated generation ever a third of us have degrees um and yet income wise they're not doing better than their parents generation no so there's no great sense of forward progress among this group vis-a-vis college educated young adults 10 15 20 30 years ago pew finds the wage gap is widening at the lower end of education prospects for those with just a high school diploma have been collapsing since the late 1970s uh so yeah it's, it's just one of those things where yeah you're doing better but you're not pulling away from like you're not being able to build generational wealth through this no and we also have a society you know what they got college degrees that are considered poor and that's something they don't want to talk about either it's like on the scale you have a got college degree when they got your master's even some people when they got their doctorate but yet you, but yet you're making thirty thousand dollars, forty thousand dollars. But you got a hundred thousand dollars worth of debt, and it's just one of those things. But that's something they're not talking about either, because it's one of those things where they want to keep the illusion that college is worth it when it might not be worth it for everybody. Yeah. Um, Republic, uh, Representative Tim Hulskamp rails against LGBT li- rights. God is the third person in your marriage, he says. Oh, he came in the room. I want to know what he got on this rent. Yeah. What's up, bro? <laughs> Been staying here rent free so for some time. Are. Yes, you have. And so those who are listening, whether your fathers or mothers are looking at that, recognize that even though the society, even though Hollywood will tell us it's all about you, it's not. It's all about someone else. It's all about that child. Need a father, they need a mother, and no one can be perfect. I have four kids myself. I'm reminded of that every day, oftentimes by my daughters themselves. But we aren't asking for perfection. We're just asking for that time, that time to promote marriage and to spend the time with your spouse. If you're not married and you have children, look at getting married. That will stabilize and bring many things to your children. This is National Marriage Week. This is an opportunity here in our nation not only to talk about marriage, talk about its impacts, talk about how its loss has hurt our society. I firmly believe that there's, we could spend endless amounts of money up here and, and occasionally we do do that. But you cannot replace the family. You cannot replace daddy. You can't replace mommy. We can do our best. We can help our neighbors. But as we debate the definition of marriage, where we have a court that on one hand in June says, we're going to let the states decide, kind of, unless you're in California. And then on the other hand, there's a federal definition or a state definition. At the end of the day, it's all about how important marriage is. Marriage predates government. We might like to redefine it. In 1856, the Republican Party had a number of things in their platform. One is very important. They demanded a free Kansas, and, and being a Kansan, that uh, we, we appreciated that and entered as a free state a few years later. They also wanted to face numerous other things, including the twin evils of slavery and barbarism. And they were talking about the issues of irregular marriage and the issues of traditional marriage and how important it was and still is to society. So I appreciate that. Many of my colleagues 
that joined us here tonight. But most importantly, I want to just speak again to moms and dads and spouses. Marriage can be tough. It really is. But God is calling you to do everything you can. It's just not you and your spouse. There's a third person in your marriage, and God would like to bless and protect that marriage and give you many fruitful days ahead. And with that, Mr. Chairman, I appreciate the time. Yep. So, uh, God, man, trying to put in on these lights. Uh, been up in here for a while, just chilling, bro. Just saying. And 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 to me, it's just frustrating uh, because it's one of those things where. It boils back down to society uh, pressuring people to get married and uh, painting marriage as this great and wonderful institution, which it is and it can be, uh, but it is hard. And it's okay to be a baby's mama or a baby daddy or whatever you want to call it. And, you know, he was like, well, consider getting married to, 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 to somebody I don't love and don't really want to be with just because of the fact of the sake of getting married. Uh, but it, but yet, uh, when it comes to, uh, LGBT, all of a sudden it becomes an issue and a problem. Mm. Um, because a marriage takes two and I'd rather have two than one any day. And I don't care who, which male, female, just two people, loving people, you know, not one time did he say loving marriage, caring marriage. I mean, maybe it's just me just listening to what he was saying. Mm -hmm. It was like, no, this is marriage. We just get married because these are the principles we stand on. It's just marriage. But marriage is more than it's cracked up to be. And I tell anybody, think long and hard and long and hard again before you get married because it ain't no joke. And I love my husband very dearly. But marriage ain't nothing to play with. Now, also, I mean, it's not really fair to... um like everybody doesn't believe what you believe no they don't so it's really not fair to hold people up to that um standard where it's like yeah uh because i believe this thing you now have to believe this thing you know um you know god is the person that's in your marriage and you need to like which god what rules who's god you know like how do you get to decide? Also, I thought we were talking about what the government is doing, not what you want God to do for people. This is about the government giving people the choice to do whatever. That's what makes uh, America so great. That's what the, makes the ideals of American government great. And then you want to take away choice. Like, seems like so much of a Republican platform is about taking away people's choice. And then the one time where, you know, somebody says, hey, well, here's the thing. Uh, we need you to, to have insurance and, you know, whatnot. Then it's like, well, no, no, no. Now you're forcing people. It's like you force people to do a lot of shit. Yeah. You want to take away abortions, a women's right and birth control. But yeah, yeah you want to take away the ability for two uh, consenting adults to get married if mm-hmm. they're the same sex. Yeah. This is national marriage. week. I've never even heard of that shit. Me either. But 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 yet but yet you want to intrude on women and say uh, if you go get an abortion, uh, you have to have a, a ultrasound prior to that, or or either you pass all kinds of rules and regulations to shut down clinics and shit like that. But yet, that's not intrusive. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was saying that this he gave a speech yesterday, man. What a crazy ass! Wow. Uh, so this is another article I was reading that said um, apparently um, some terrorists 
want to like really get over there and like fuck up the Sochi Olympics, but they can't get over there. They can't afford the plane tickets. So a militant Islamist group has urged followers to pray for an earthquake. Why would you do that? I feel like at this point you've given up on terrorism. Like you're not good enough. <laughs> you're a peaceful terrorist. Yeah, no, not peaceful, but you're not good enough at your terrorism. Oh, to get to your do it yourself. Over there? Yeah, like what kind of giving up shit is this? I, I'm not gonna blow myself up, but I, I play, I pray y'all shake a little bit. Yeah, how you gonna leave it up to Allah to do this shit for you? Is this one of the gods that is in my marriage that is making it not homophobic? Like, I hope not. What's the rule? Mm-mm. You know, like, I, this is kind of weird to me. Um, I feel like back in the day, terrorists used to be a lot more hands-on. That's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, they were up close and personal. Yeah, now they praying and shit. Like, you gotta, do you want it or do you not? How bad do you want it, man? True. You sitting up here like, oh, Allah, can you do it? Like, what? Mm-hmm. I gave you the bomb making materials. No, faith without works is dead, people. Come on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The appeal was made by a local branch of the Caucasus Emirate uh, group that is waging an insurgency for an Islamist state in Russia's North Caucasus and called on supporters last year to attack the games. All who are able to read this letter can supplicate that the Almighty destroys the land and Sochi with an earthquake and makes the infidels drunk on water before hell and drown in a flood. Why? So I guess drown. But why wouldn't you, like, pick something other than, like, why wouldn't you, like, pick... Like, if you could have your druthers of what God, why wouldn't you pick, like, uh, like a meteor or, like, um, lightning strikes? <laughs> something, like, something more deadlier. Yeah, why go with an earthquake? That seems like the body count wouldn't even be that good. Like, why not go with something like a tornado or hurricanes or, Something that take know. out a few thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, the games of the atheists and pagans, the pigs are so arrogant and they decided to host games on the ground where our ancestors shed their blood to defend Islam and Muslims. Even the blind can see it. Russian President Vladimir Putin, who waged war in Chechnya to try to rein in separatists in the North Caucasus, has staked his personal and political prestige on the games. But some of the events are being held in territory that was homeland of ethnic Serskians. I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, until they were expelled in the 19th century. So, yeah, they, they praying, dog. Oh, so they mad at Putin for kicking them out? Uh, does, I mean, this, this shit goes back way back. That's why they thought terrorism was gonna happen at the games anyway. It was like it's too close to the proximity to where terrorists have already struck in the past. Uh, okay. And, uh, okay. Putin was like, that shit ain't gonna happen this time. I mean, you might have to, like not be able to flush your toilet, but you, I make get, sure you lie. You lie. And might get the pink eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might get the pink eye. Um, but yeah. Uh, another thing we kind of um we didn't get to talk about this, but uh, there's like a debate going out. Kind of. Um, I saw this article on psmag.com that says uh after. 75 years of Alcoholic Anonymous, it's time to admit we have a problem. It took them that long? Well, it's not It's not alcoholism. They're saying that Alcoholics Anonymous doesn't really work that well. And to an extent, I believe that. For most of the past, for much of the past 50 years or so, voicing any serious skepticism towards 
alcoholics anonymous or any other 12-step program was sacrilege the equivalent and polite company of questioning virtue of american mothers or the patriotism of our troops if your problem was drinking aa was the answer if drugs narcotics anonymous and if those programs didn't work it was your fault you weren't working the steps the only alternative as the 12-step slogan has it was jails institution or its death by 2000, 90 percent of American addiction and treatment programs employed the 12-step approach. In any other area of medicine, if your doctor told you that the cure for your disease involves surrendering to a higher power, praying to have your defects of character lifted, and accepting your powerlessness as outlined in the original 12 steps, you'd probably seek a second opinion. But even today, if you balk at these elements of the 12-step gospel, you'll often get accused of being in denial, and you should seek a quitting, seek succeed. If you succeed in quitting drinking without the 12-step support, you might get dismissed as a dry drunk. Wow, what is that? Mm-hmm. You haven't had anything to drink, but you're still a drunk? or mm-hmm. hmm. I know you could be drunk and dry. Fortunately, just in time for the implementation of the Affordable Care Act, which mandates that substance misuse be covered in a way that is equivalent to the coverage of physical illness, a spate of new books is challenging the 12-step hegemony. Last year, the best-selling author, David Sheff, published Clean, Overcoming Addiction and Ending America's Greatest Tragedy, which includes a chapter aimed at debunking the idea that AA is the only way. Author Ann Fletcher released Inside Rehab, The Surprising Truth About Addiction Treatment and How to Get Help That Works, a deeply reported expose on the poor results and exorbitant prices of upscale rehab centers, and the journalist Gabrielle Glazer, or Glasser, came out with her best kept secret uh with her best kept secret is the name of the, of the of the novel which illustrates among other things how forcing aa attendance on women makes them easy prey for sexual predators mm. wow didn't know that. i wouldn't have thought about that but i do believe uh as far as the expensive uh things because a lot of celebrities do that and pay like a lot of money well anytime you can like come between somebody and their money you know that's gonna happen you monetize the cure then people are gonna charge a lot you know so it happens nobody's doing this out the goodness of their heart it's america everything is capitalist and uh yes you know as long as you can get rich doing it somebody will yes they will until they until they band it the latest salvo comes from dr lance Doe, the former director of howard's harvard's substance abuse treatment unit in mclean hospital who weighs in with a book called the sober truth debunking the bad signs behind 12-step programs in the rehab industry while much of those diagnosis of the problems with rehab and 12-step programs was originally made by maverick psychologist stanton peel in the books like the meaning of addiction Dode benefits from several decades of additional data and he covers complicated scientific issues lucidly the results are largely persuasive those doesn't pull his punches. Alcoholic Anonymous was proclaimed the correct treatment for alcoholism over 75 years ago, despite the absence of any scientific evidence of the approach approaches efficacy. He writes in his introduction, and we have been on the wrong path ever since. Those shows that much of the research that undergirds AA is a conflicted mess that confuses correlation with causation. It's true that people with alcoholism choose to attend AA regularly, drink less than those who do not. But it's not proven that making people attend works better than other options, including doing nothing. In fact, some studies show people mandated in the AA do worse than those who are simply left alone. 
if true that wouldn't be no small problem aa's own survey suggests that some 165,000 Americans and Canadians annually are court mandated into the program, despite the fact that every court ruling on the issue has rejected such coercion as unconstitutional, given the AA's religious nature. Oh, so they tell people you got so a part of your crime and your probation is to go to AA meetings. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Contrary to popular belief, most uh, most people recover from their addictions without any treatment professional or self-help regardless of whether the drug involved is alcohol crack methamphetamine heroin or cigarettes how you do no self-help so you just you do it yourself okay i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna take a uh, you know i'm not gonna try a course and do anything i'm just gonna do it on my own one of the largest studies of recovery ever conducted found that if those who had qualified for a diagnosis of alcoholism in the past year of those i'm sorry only 25 percent still met criteria for the disorder a year later despite this 75% recovery rate, only a quarter had gotten any type of help, including AA, and as many were now drinking in a low-risk manner as were abstinent. So they were saying, like, so 75% of these people were no longer alcoholics after a year, and of that um, 75%, um, only a quarter uh, had gotten any type of help including AA so not even not all that so so at least 50% of those people didn't get any help and and somehow you know got their drinking now hmm. unfortunately compared to the rehab narrative the stories of people who got better without treatment are rarely as compelling they tend to consist of people leaving college and realizing they can't binge drink or take drugs or hold a job or care for a family and since most people who straighten out on their own never show up to treatment the worst cases congregate in rehab and make addiction recovery seem quite rare this is not to say that there's no benefit at all to 12-step programs it's clear from some studies of recovery with or without treatment that some of the most important factors of success are having social support and a sense of meaning and purpose both of those can be provided by aa at least to those who find its approach amenable Rather than treating AA as one potentially excellent resource out of many, though all too many people still regard 12-step programs as the only true way. There are multiple ways. Uh, why is there such emphasis on this program, I wonder? One effect of this 12-step dominance is the uh, that addiction continues to be seen by many people as a moral failing rather than a disease. This happens a lot. Where it's like, oh, this is moral weakness. You know, I remember I watched the episode of Mad Men where a guy everybody drinks everybody's out of control all the time this guy peed on himself at work because he got so drunk and they fired him and like they were like we won't tell anybody else in the industry but you're done you know Hmm. so it's like you can't control your shit and that makes you a weak man nobody was like go to a doctor get in the 12-step program they're like nope and the the i don't know i guess the thing about it is that for a lot of people, they don't want to, instead of looking at it like a disease or looking at it like a, like a struggle, uh, people, I feel like that's a way to shame people. Mm-hmm. This is somewhat ironic considering that many 12-step advocates firmly consider addiction to be a disease, as do government agencies like the National Institute for Drug Abuse. But it's awkward to posit addiction as a disease while simultaneously promoting the AA's non-medical moralistic course of the treatment. For what other medical condition does 90% of the treatment consist of meetings and prayer? Right. You can't be like, I got cancer. And they'll be like, all right, let's have a meeting about it. We'll pray. And then uh, that's it. Have a good day. Uh. It don't work. It don't work because cause it's like they don't. So with the 12-step program, 
they put all this stuff in it. So it's so this study is saying it's basically not as effective as they're claiming it is. Yeah, yeah, they're saying it's not very effective, and it's time for people to admit it. It's been seventy five years. Some people are able to get, uh, like percentage wise, people get cleaner not doing anything than they do going to the program. So. The program, there's, he's saying the program's not effective. A lot of money is pumped into AA, isn't it, from like... Obviously. All these areas. So so what do you do with all this money the AA is making and profiting know. from, you know, if you decide to just dissolve it? Doze is, is eloquent on what drives addiction and his argument that much of it results from an attempt to counter a sense of helplessness is convincing. In his view, addiction is a compulsive disorder, an attempt to cope with anguish by engaging in ritualistic behavior that is soothing and predictable despite ongoing negative consequences. But Doze stakes out dubious territory with his claim that some compulsive disorder like obsessive compulsive disorder are primarily chemical in origin while others like drug addictions are purely psychological. Most psychologists reject this idea, a fact Doe fails to acknowledge. Doe fails to acknowledge. Doe advocates treat, traditional treatments such as talk therapy and medication for what he labels chemical compulsive disorders, including most of what Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders calls OCD. For instance, someone who can't stop washing his hands might perceive Prozac, I mean, might receive Prozac and a special type of talk therapy. But Doe recommends individual therapy for what he labels psychological disorders including what we commonly think of as addiction. Specifically, he prefers psychodynamic therapy, which involves looking deeply into the patient's past and often takes years to bear fruit. So he's saying you got to do some deep digging, some soul searching. And actually just talk and try to figure out why and dig it, like dig into, uh, cause so his thing is like these, the results of alcohol stem from something. Right, something in your past, something psychological that you really need to dig into. Unfortunately, psychodynamic therapy has not been found to be any more effective than the 12-step program that Doe so ably eviscerated, uh, although he admits he has his own bias in advocating psychodynamic therapy. Doe thinks it's an approach and that hasn't yet been studied well enough for its true effect and to be reflected in data. This is an unsatisfying answer. Yeah, I yeah, he's like, cause I'm, I feel this shit, dog. This my shit. Ha! Psychodynamic. doing numbers and all yeah. that, yeah. Psychodynamic, nigga. In a major review of the liter- literature featured in the Handbook of Alcoholism Treatment Approaches, psychodynamic therapy ranked 46 out of 48. So I guess mm. he lost his scientific merit at that point. Yes, he did. This my shit, dog. It was like, are you two from the bottom? You kind of low on the numbers. Even lower than Alcoholics Anonymous, which ranked 38. Which well, you would think would be no right, right. You think that would be number one? Yes. Good grief! They've been doing it for seventy-five years. What you been doing it a thousand years? That ranked them? Yeah, that's good grief, man. Uh, those also fails to mention the success of certain approved medications for addictions like buprenorphine and methadone for opioid problems, which have been shown to be more effective than any type of talk therapy or self-help in terms of saving lives and reducing the spread of blood-borne disease. According to the Institute of Medicine and World Health Organization, still Doze has a deeply humane understanding of the elements he studies and has made an excellent case for why we need to overhaul our treatment system and provide more evidence-based options. If this book has weaknesses, they're only, they only underscore how much we still need to learn if we want to cure the multifactorial disorder we call addiction. Wow. That, I mean, I posted this on my Facebook and like, it's crazy how many people were responding. 
like mm-hmm. this is something that you know affects people personally and have friends yeah themselves. a lot of people have been through the program yeah i won't read everybody's comments because obviously it's on my page and uh some of those things could have been you know private and stuff like yeah. that but uh i just thought it was a great discussion to get so many people's point of view people were saying a lot of shit you know like hey this is uh you know this doesn't work this does work it's worked for somebody it hasn't worked for me or personally it has worked for me so uh just very interesting man yeah and i I know like people that are like atheists and agnostic really have issues with some of the religious rhetoric that is in there because like why do i have to submit to a higher power why do i need to pray to get this to work you know what i mean like they just like it throws them off because it's like i don't believe that so automatically your program is losing me because there's going to be a step that i'm never going to complete true and uh those people will you know those people gravitate away from the program and i think that's what leads to a lot of questions and that's that makes sense yeah i mean is this the same guy that is in my marriage that i didn't he didn't sign the paper with what is he doing what bedroom does he stay in i don't know is that who's using the bathroom at night i don't know is he is he all in the bedroom i think he ate one of my cookies he may have oh i did one of us ate him Mm -hmm. uh i'm gonna start blaming it on him Uh, karen god ate that cereal so you know what he sure did uh let's talk about something lighter samuel jackson and today's fucking with black people let me get my music out. I'm about to say, go ahead and crank it up, sir. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're just fucking with them black people. We're just fucking with them blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. Time to play some fucking with black people. Today's contestants. Uh, Samuel Jackson and Don Lemon. Here we go. Damn, both of them? I like this. Uh, I, I tell you what, you working for Marvel, the Super Bowl commercial. Did you get a lot of reaction to that Super Bowl commercial? What Super Bowl commercial? Oh, you know what? I've admitted, my mistake. I, you know See what? what? Yeah. See, you're, you're as crazy as the people on Twitter. Right. I'm not Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> That's my fault. That's right, Karen. Samuel Jackson doesn't have a Super Bowl commercial. Mm-mm. Lawrence Fishburne played uh, his character from The Matrix, mm-hmm. Morpheus. One of the car commercials, wasn't it? Yeah. That was not Sam Jackson. Mm-mm. So now, 21 seconds into this interview, hilarity ensues. We're here to promote RoboCop. Let's see if we get to it. Ah! The guy slapped his own face at one point. Because he didn't know how to handle it. I apologize. Really, my big mistake. Let's talk about. That must be a very short line for your job. I'll say no. (laughs) It probably would not be hard to get another person to sit right here. Let's talk about Robocop. Oh hell no! (laughs) (laughs) Really? Really? 
My, I apologize. My, I'm the other guy. But, I'm the other guy. The I'm other the, one. What's in your wallet? Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Oh, 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 exactly right. There's more than one black guy doing a commercial. Oh. There it is. No question. I like how his uh, news co-workers turned on him. Like they joined in on the clown and you could hear him in the back. I'm like, ah, ah laughing at him and shit. Question about that. Uh, I'm the two... what's in your wallet black guy. Okay. He's the car black guy. There it is. Morgan Freeman is the other credit card black guy. <laughs> you only hear his voice though. So there. you probably won't confuse him with Lawrence yeah. You're out. You're 100% right. Uh, to Robocop, There's you a heavyweight black guy that's like putting cash down in the seats in a, in a baseball stadium. But he's also the black guy that turns off the house, the water, and the lights when his kid tells him the house is cool. I'm not that guy either. <laughs> do we want to do a list of all the people that you're not? And I've actually never done a McDonald's or a Kentucky Fried Chicken commercial. <laughs> I know that's surprising. Right. Fair enough, fair enough. Oh, man. Uh, to the original, and I'm the uh, only black guy in RoboCop that's not a criminal, okay. other than Michael K. White. <laughs> <laughs> were you a, were you a fan of the Peter Weller version? Uh, yes. Now this is a major moment because at this point Sam probably could have got him for another few minutes. Come on now. But he answered his question. <laughs> I love RoboCop. Uh, when it came out, it was it was it was it was like crazy, innovative because it was making fun of the government. It was it was sarcastic. It was violent. Uh, Peter Verhoeven did a great job. I mean, now we're even bare breasts in it. None none in ours. I think they should have had some, but they didn't put any in it. Uh, but yeah, I was a huge fan of the original. And uh, when I heard they were making a remake. I wondered why, and I read it, still didn't know why, but when they told me Jose Padilla was going to direct it, I was really interested in doing it because I like his other films that he made in Brazil, and uh, then Michael Keaton, Gary Oldman, how can you say no to that? Well, I tell you what, it's obviously a great cast, and this director does have some extraordinary credits. As, as, you as do you... know who they all are, though, right? Yes, I do. I mean, just in case they have <laughs> some of them on the show. <laughs> Do some I work. I won't make the do same some research. Make you know sure what? you don't confuse them with those other white actors. That are out there, like <laughs> this is a well-deserved spanking. Thank you for it. Uh, let me ask you this. But, but the, the fact that you brought up that initial question, why are they doing this? A lot of people talk about that, these rebootings or reimaginings of franchises. So what convinced you was... Well, they were successful films. They were, they were successful films. People reboot some of those films because they think there's a new audience out here that hadn't seen them or there has been a technological advancement that will allow them to do something that makes the film better or different in a certain way that will appeal to an audience that might want to see it. Well, I tell you what, it is going to be... I'm sorry for interrupting you. Go not, ahead. Not at all. No, not at all. <laughs> They're pushing us along, and I'm probably going to get spanked in the most extraordinary way with, uh, with good reason. We should tell you Samuel Jackson's in RoboCop in theaters everywhere on Wednesday, February 12th. There we go. Thanks so much. Thank you, Sam. Come here. We'll give you one right now. Right. That's right. Boom. There we go. Okay. Let's go to the weather forecast. <laughs> wow. You know, that is a tape now that I believe is now going to have a life I, all I of its own. Oh, we'll see, it. we'll see on right. YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Very, very good. Good morning, Harvey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, in the weather forecast, things are going to be looking pretty good over the next couple of days. As the week ah. goes along, skies will clear even more. Yeah. So, ah, uh, that was so good.
um i love me from san diego i thought it was uh everybody just heard it you know in the chat room it's funny you know, I didn't think Sam was outraged. I don't think, Mm-mm. you know, I'm sure blogs wrote about it and some think pieces probably were written, but I don't think anyone took it that seriously. Um, but, um, you know, I would give it zero fucking with black people. I thought it was just hilarious. Oh, yeah. And uh, just the uh, black people look like pretty, just a funny take. Uh, but apparently Don Lemon had a take on it as well, Karen. Jackson be outraged. So the actor, as we first showed you yesterday, uh, slammed Los Angeles TV anchor Sam Rubin for confusing the Robo. You know what's funny? We just did the show with Mike Kaplan, mm-hmm. and I remember bringing up this the thing how news will say something salacious like he slammed her, displays the smackdown. Oh yeah, because of the language. Sam Jackson didn't slam that guy. He made a joke. joke. Everyone laughed. They, it was light. Everyone had a good time. He just kept the joke going. He didn't try to get the guy fired or anything. Mm. He didn't get offended. He didn't walk off. Why are we turning this as he was angry when he clearly wasn't? Nope. So anyway. Should Samuel L. Jackson be outraged? So the actor, as we first showed you yesterday, slammed Los Angeles TV anchor Sam Rubin for confusing the RoboCop star with another actor, Lawrence Fishburne. Did you get a lot of reaction to that Super Bowl commercial? What Super Bowl commercial? You know what? I've been my mistake. I, you know see, what? See, you're you're as crazy as the people on Twitter. Right. I'm not Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> That's my fault. Oh, I know boy. that. That was my fault. Uh, my mistake. You know what? We don't all look alike. Father, you're exactly right. all black and famous. You are guilty. I am. I I am guilty. Um, I, I am guilty. He thought you were Bob Dylan. Right. You're the entertainment reporter. I know. You're the entertainment reporter for this station. And you don't know the difference between me and Lawrence. <laughs> I'm sitting here with Don Lemon. Oh. We're both laughing. I had to play this again. All right, Ruben later apologized and said uh, the obvious. He was hugely embarrassed. I pride myself on the fact that unlike a lot of people who do this kind of work, more often than not, I really do know what I'm talking about. But I didn't 30 minutes ago, and I'm really embarrassed about it. And I very much apologize to Samuel Jackson. Anyone else who was offended for what was a very amateur mistake. Right, Don Lemon is out front. It's kind of crazy that he has to apologize. Because I, like, who was asking for his apology? You know? Mm-hmm. But, uh, to me? Yeah, so I'm sure somebody was, but it's just crazy he even did that. Like, what if it's such a piece of fucking world? Yeah, it was more funny that it was a, that he didn't do his research. He'll learn. He was so contrite and apologetic the whole time. Yes, you know? that you knew that he honestly did do it on purpose. Yeah, this isn't Pierce Morgan fucking uh defiantly telling somebody like go fuck yourself no, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you how to, i'm gonna be your ally this is a person going my bad man i could not be more sorry about this now don you oh. have been mistaken a number of oh. times for another anchor that used to work her tj holmes yeah and you guys even <laughs> joked about it once on the air. We, all right. uh, not once, we would joke about it all the time. And he would text me, TJ and I are friends, so yeah. it's fine. I just texted him and said, where are you? I was going to bring him here, actually, and have him come on and pretend to be me. 
We probably have to get that approved from somebody. But I was going to have standards and practices. Yeah, so it would not be all right with that anymore. But he would say he yeah. would send the text text to me sometimes saying the lady in Terminal B who checks tickets is going to be really mad at you because she called me Don and I ignored her, right? And so we would just kind of joke around. Ah. People, sometimes people call me. It doesn't happen very frequently now because yeah. he's not on the network. But they call. I would just I would just say I'm Don, or I would laugh and go I'm the other black guy, or I would just say Oh, nice to meet you. My name is TJ, and I sign up. Or here's the thing: people all the time say to me, "You look just like Don Lemon." And then I'll go, I hear that all the time. And after a moment, I'll go, I am Don Lemon. And they'll oh go, no, gosh. you're not. And I'll say, why? And they say, because he would never be on the subway, or he would never be at this gym, or he would not fly, you know, coach. And I'm like, yeah, I do all those things. All right. Now, here's the <laughs> thing about this, because this is, when this happened, I mean, I mean, it was, I mean, Samuel L. Jackson handled yeah. it so beautifully, right? But a study in the American Psychological Association yeah. found, and I'm going to quote, people are notoriously awful at recognizing faces from other races. Yes. Because, I mean, I have an infant now at home, right? Yeah. He spends all day, unfortunately for him, having yeah. to stare at my face when I don't have hair and makeup. Right. Now, here's it. So he's getting used to that set of features that we are so used to. It. So when so someone looks as a different face structure, right. we it, blend them all together. Well, when someone is in our tribe, mm -hmm. it's easier. I, this is me, just me talking, okay? When someone is in our tribe, I think it's particularly easier for us to tell them apart because we're used to their right, facial features the tiny little or the, the little differences or you know the mannerisms or what have you but when right. someone's in a different tribe sometimes it's it's harder but let's be honest I'm probably gonna get in trouble here people do look alike there are features that African-Americans have that are right. similar there are features that white people have that are similar That's features right. that Hispanic people have that are similar and so if you're yes, not used are. to seeing that but Sam Jackson doesn't look like Lawrence Fishburne they're not in the same skin tone. Yeah. Last night I was in a restaurant, and the guy came. I was asking him for food, and he said, "You know, I don't really eat meat, blah blah blah." And I said, "Where are you? Are you from India?" And he goes, "No, close." And I, I said, "Okay." I started thinking about it, and I said, "Bangladesh." And he goes, "Good, yes, I'm from Bangladesh." So we try to figure it out. But right. people look similar. Right. Well, well, it's true. And you can say, I mean, I know, you know, have a, you know, Asian friends. They all know every single distinction. And right. sometimes it takes you a while to get to know people from different places yeah. to get to say, oh, well, this might indicate it's you're not from even here just versus about race. There. I mean, quite honestly, I'll go to yeah. certain places. Like you go to Brooklyn, and everybody's got a, a beard and a plaid shirt. I mean, so they may be able to tell each other apart, but kind of they kind of all look alike to me. I go to certain bars. If you, that's what? part of the reason they say that there are Chelsea gays and Hell's Kitchen gays because they have a certain look. two areas in New York. Two areas in New York, yeah. which is predominantly, predominantly gay. Right. They all have the same haircut. They all have the same look. The little tiny T-shirt. and They all go to the same gym, and you're like, wait, are you Chad or are you Steve? I don't know. You guys kind of all look the same. That is funny. Now, I got to show you right? one picture before we go. This is just because you know a lot of people think that. People, I'm, I'm saying this goes both ways. I showed you and uh, oh my God. you and TJ. So, yep. Who? Emily Deschanel. Emily Deschanel. You're better looking though. Uh, hardly. But you I will are. say this. I, I just will say. You know what I mean? It, it, to me, I'm, I am automatically say, okay, well, her face is wider. But to a lot of people, you go, those, those two women look exactly the same. They do. The two white women with blue eyes. There you go. That's but you're it. both beautiful women. And if someone, listen, if someone mistakes me for T.J. Holmes, I, I, I could do worse, right? If someone ex well, mistakes you for her. Guy. But can I just say something really quickly? I know you have to go here. That Samuel L. Jackson, that may have come from a place that a wound that's been opened over and over again because of right. black actors in Hollywood are always looking to be recognized. He's made over 70 movies. Yes. Even a Tyler Perry movie now is still right. in the other category. Someone who's made over 70 movies, you should probably know his name by yeah, now. Yeah, yes, you yeah. should. And, and he, he handled and he had, it well. He, I mean, he showed he, he was that, angry, yeah. but he did it with humor. And, I mean, on the fly, I, I thought it was, yeah. you know. And he that apologized was, that over. Move on. Yes. Sam Rubin's a great reporter, too. So, All right. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. I 
I mean, I I agreed with him to start, man. He was going pretty good, and then he just had that 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 extra gear. He just went extra with the whole black people from Brooklyn all look the same, and gay people from certain areas all look the same, and so everybody looking like everybody. Yeah, he just you know Don always got to take it like one little step too far, where you're like, well, yeah, no, come some on. stuff I was kind of agreeing with that. The thing is, uh, why everybody got to be in tribes? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I just want to, like, cause I think what he's talking about is something very difficult to talk about, but, you know, it's probably a conversation that shouldn't be happening on the news anyway, mm-hmm. but whatever is happening, um, he's the black person at the moment to explain things of this nature. But to me, um, the, the real, like, key to this is a a professional reporter knows who he's interviewing he should and he doesn't come off the top freestyle like that this would get and this for. is what happened when you when you fuck up yeah and this is what you get paid for a living to do and i think they said this dude has been doing this job for a very very long time like he's like one of the head people mm-hmm. in that area so you sh- should have known or your people should have gave you the correct paperwork yeah he just fucked up that sometimes people fuck up you don't yeah, have to do. turn it into well people do look like that wasn't what the case what happened here like i don't think Lawrence fishburne and um and samuel jackson look alike you know i don't think that there's you know there's there's these pictures of you know don lemon tj holmes i think you know one could argue they do look kind of alike uh, the picture that she put up, I, you know, I'm sure some people might think they look alike because they both have a red dresses, but I didn't see it. Yeah, to be quite like honest with you, um, but 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 for him to come on and be like, you know, that what happened here was, uh, you know, anything like, I don't know, for him to just try to frame it the way that he framed it, I, I really was like, uh, yeah, I don't agree. I think, uh, dude just did a bad job um and that's it so yeah zero points for that white dude and Lawrence fish uh, uh Lawrence fishburne and samuel jackson and morgan freeman zero points don lemon i'll give him like about ah. uh, 50 you know he always running cover for white people seem like that's his job at this point like, like how can i run wake up how can i run cover for some white people um and i don't think it was needed the guy apologized it was yeah. a professional mistake and, not a racial mistake the end and i don't think samuel L was actually that upset i don't think he was upset at all like maybe i read it wrong maybe, i don't but, think he was upset i think he yeah. just took it and just rode with some just basically did a, a comedy skit out of it yeah he joned him man yep. like why why are we turning this into a major incident oh let me guess because you have 24 hours of news to cover and, and 24 is- hours of shit didn't happen yep that's what happened now that it's time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time i said now that it's time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time that's right it's time for guess the race number one game show going across all the podcast land where we read or play news articles from all over the globe we have you the audience guess the race here we go guys first question first guess the race coming up right now uh about a father who uh some people might say is a bad dad oh okay cleveland ohio the home of 
the browns i'm sorry browns people but you guys know that's where y'all from can't get mad at me for just saying the truth a father is facing charges after police report said he pointed a gun at his nine-year-old daughter to make sure she didn't step on a dog's tail what you heard me karen sometimes kids be running around you be like you gonna step on that dog's tail what's wrong with you kids be running kids be running Mhm. You gotta, you gotta do something to him. So you point a gun at him. Say, "Hey, little kid." Scare them kids. Scare that baby to death. Mhm. Hey, little kid. You gonna stop stepping on that dog's tail, or almost stepping? Uh, he said, "Step on the dog's tail again, and I will pull the trigger." Roman's grandma, uh, night told Nineteen Action News that she was there when Roman's children showed up for the weekend visit, and that her grandson did not make threats against his child with a gun but records reveal roman also told his seven-year-old twins you tell anyone i will hurt you and your sisters ah. uh ed gaelic spoke to the girl's stepfather on the phone the stepdad said the situation was odd and that roman even called him on his own the next day to talk about what happened the stepfather who doesn't want his name revealed said he called us denying it so i knew there had to be some truth in it because why would he call us if we didn't ask him any questions Roman is fighting the charges. Another hearing is set for next week. So guess the race. Guess the race of Mr. Daniel Roman. Let's see the chat room and what they believe his race is. He was already mad because someone ate the last piece of cheese. The dog issue was the last straw white. Aww. Dogs are more important than people white. Puppy kisser white. He tweets racist stuff about LeBron while drinking Crystal Pepsi, ironically, then kisses the dog in the mouth. Oh my. The correct answer is Karen. What race is this man? That dude is white with a bunch of tattoos on his face. All right. The correct answer is white. Everybody got it. And that pick. Oh my. I'll put it in the chat room for you guys. I'm sure y'all. Stars across his face, y'all. I'm sure you guys all want to see what exactly he was working with but uh he's working with a lot across that face yeah let me put it on the screen before you got oh wait put on there you go that's what he looked like face tatted up neck tatted up tattoo eyebrows Mm -hmm. he's about that life as they say on the internet yes a lot about that life grand rapids michigan there's another lady who was about that life um she went to mcdonald's and sometimes when you go to McDonald's, you got to shoot the motherfucker up. Oh, okay? my. Can't always be sunshine, guys. Can't always be positivity. Sometimes crazy shit happens at McDonald's, and it's not your fault, uh, crazy lady. What's up with the videos? I don't know why these videos aren't playing today. I don't know if it's just these articles or, or what. Um, let me see if I can... Uh, reload and see if i can find one that works or something give me one second guys sorry about this it's like you know what nope yeah um it's kind of weird but uh yeah sometimes you go to mcdonald's everybody knows um about my famous run-in uh with some uh mcdonald's and how shit went completely sideways and you know this woman is no exception it can happen to any of us uh here we go here's a video of the article 
Off the top tonight, a bizarre story that is going viral. A shooting at a Grand Rapids McDonald's all over two messed up orders. Police say it was 29-year-old Shanika Torres who pulled the trigger. And she's now facing a number of charges, including discharging a firearm in or at a building. 24-hour news aide Steve Kelso is live tonight with this strange story. Steve. Yeah, good evening, Brian and Sue. Police say things went sideways in a right powerful hurry here at this McDonald's. Like you said, it was all over one simple missing ingredient. Bacon. 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 Oh, shit, no. Police say Shanika Torres first came to this McDonald's sometime yesterday and ordered bacon on her burger. When she got home, no bacon. She called back. The manager said, no problem. We owe you a meal. And then... She goes out with some friends when they're out having a good time, and uh, they're driving by the McDonald's, and she says, hey, actually, I got a meal coming to me. <clears throat> I still have my receipt. I'm good to go. So they pull up there, and that's a center, second interaction. So, but again, no bacon. This woman fires the shot from inside the car. Yes. She's the passenger. Yes. So she's in this seat. She has to reach across yes. her friend's face to fire that weapon. Wow. Not in front of her face, but, yeah, that's the bullet has to pass in front of her, you bet. She was arrested a short time later at her home, and this afternoon, Shanika Torres was arraigned on three felony counts that could land her in prison. They had her phone number somehow. Yes. How did that happen? Uh, she had left it with an employee. As it turns out, Torres was feeling fairly social at the payment window. Is she just maybe looking to establish a relationship with the person at the first window? Don't know. Don't know. Okay, here's my number. Call me. There you go. There you go, indeed. I spoke with a woman who was in that uh -huh. car driving. She says she had no idea that Tori's had a 9 millimeter in her purse. When I tried to continue our conversation, she said she really couldn't go much further because her ears were still ringing from that gunshot. Tori's is lodged in the Kent County Jail on a $50,000 bond tonight. Live in Grand Rapids, Steve Kelso, 24-Hour News 8. Uh, I like my favorite thing about that article is how they kept going, how they said the word bacon. I'm like she tried to go to the store. No bacon. Bacon. This McDonald's bacon, Karen. What, what the fuck kind of cut can uh, it be? It's probably uh, not even made of bacon. bacon. <laughs> it's probably made of like chickens or some shit. <laughs> Went through the bathroom. No uh, bacon. The bacon. Uh, the uh, pig hooves. For all we know. She tried to get some bacon, but there was no bacon. There was no bacon. Bacon. They left the pig on the burger. Said it like he was an NBA announcer or something. Kobe Bryant for three. Bryant. <laughs> uh, McDonald's employees thought she was Lawrence Fishburne Black. Moscato wine connoisseur. <laughs> she set it off over bacon black. Who you trying to get crazy with? SA. Don't you know I'm local? Latina. It's black. Shanika is black. Wait, Torres isn't the shooter? Black. Uh, Shanika Torres is the shooter. That's who did the shooting. Uh, her name is Shanika Torres, fool. So, um, Latina Terry S is going. So everybody went black except Terry S. And everybody except Terry S got it right. <laughs> For Terry, I'm sorry. Her girl was like, I didn't even know she had a gun. Wait a minute. I still can't hear shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Terry, but you were wrong. She shot up everyone over some bacon. Yes, she did. Black people love bacon. Yeah, they do. 
don't know why he said it in that cadence. <laughs> I feel like the cadence was racist was just, or something. I don't even know what that means to say it. That, that was way. the way he tried to talk to say bacon. Yeah. Um, let's go to the bonus round, guys. Double the points, double the race, double the points and the race. That's right, guys. Double the points, double the race. Bonus round against the race. Hope you guys are ready with your racism caps. We already know that one of you has missed one. I'm not saying any names, Terry S. All right. Let's go to this article. Uh, Kristen Smith of Denver. And developing right now, we are learning new details surrounding the kidnapping of this little newborn. A Denver woman by the name of Kristen Smith was arrested after police say she kidnapped the child in Wisconsin, then later allegedly ditching the baby at an Iowa gas station. And tonight, an Aurora woman says she tried to raise flags months ago about the woman. Well, 7 News reporter Molly Hendrickson is live now. And Molly, this woman is telling you this, her concerns were ignored. Ignored by everyone, including the courts, India Ford has been in a bitter custody battle with her ex, who is married to the suspect, Kristen Smith. She says she always knew something wasn't right, but nobody would listen. He is nothing short of a miracle. Little baby Caden Powell surviving freezing temperatures after police say his half-aunt abducted him from his Wisconsin home, then left him at an Iowa gas station. Police say the Denver woman faked a pregnancy, finding baby clothes, a stroller, and a prosthetic belly inside <gasps> her car. I just had a, just a feeling that she wasn't right. India Ford says this never should have happened. You see, Smith is the stepmother to Ford's daughter. And Ford says she tried to raise flags about Smith's checkered past during a year-long custody battle. I told the judge that nobody knows who she is. She has different aliases. I have all these police reports, and she has different date of birth. She has four different date of births listed here. But no she says nobody listened. Nobody questioned why she had a warrant out of Texas or why she'd been arrested for forgery in Indiana. And when Smith announced she was pregnant with a baby boy last November, nobody questioned that either. When I seen her at court last Thursday, she looked like she was about six or seven months. Like her belly wasn't like of a belly that was about to give birth. Ford wonders had the courts paid attention if this whole thing could have been prevented. And Smith faces federal kidnapping charges. She was arrested last year in Aurora on a Texas fugitive from justice warrant, but was released on bond. Officials could not explain why Colorado authorities released her instead of sending her back to Texas. Live in the newsroom, Molly Hendrickson, 7 News. Yeah. Uh, yes, she sound crazy. Yeah, and also you didn't think it was weird when she started getting just as pregnant as you at the same time? <laughs> Instantly. Yeah. Like, how many months are you? Uh, how many months are you? Well, you know, girl, I'm on my, uh, 17th, I'm on my 17th week too. Oh my goodness. We said it at the same time. That's crazy. That is crazy. We both on our 17th week. Well, you sound like you, uh, you showing about like six months. No, no, it's 17 weeks. It's like it's been the same yeah. for like a while. When yeah, is that baby I mean, coming? You ain't really gaining no weight, man. Yeah. It's just all of your belly's not growing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the doctor told us, um, uh, you know, what time, like what, what is your due date? What's your due date? <laughs> well, the doctor told us, uh, October. October, uh, what, oh, October, what's yours? Yours is October too? Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what day is it? What day is yours? 
Uh, who 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 is your uh, uh, OGBYN? Um, um, yes, Doctor Walker, or Doc, mine, mine too. <laughs> right. You know, we go to the same OGB. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> Still Creek Optometry. Yes, 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 yes. I go there too. <laughs> A oh, terrible liar. Man. Uh, did you already ask him to guess the race or no? No, I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, that's. I'm sorry. I'm too busy over here trying to crack jokes about this crazy lady. Yeah, yeah, but she uh decided that uh. They were gonna have the same baby. Like I guess at the it's same kind of, time. It's like it'll be at my house and we'll share it like Red's bike and Friday. Uh no one questioned her about the warrant released prematurely in Colorado. Word, that's a cack. Oh. In Wisconsin, she wore a cheese head when she stole that baby white. From Wisconsin, home of the cheese heads white. White people nonsense, cheese lover. Uh Karen, what race did you think she was? Mm. You need me to pull up another picture of her or something? Yeah, if you All don't right. mind. I'm sorry. No problem, no problem. Give me a second. Um, it only take a second. Because um, I know what race the lady that we're interviewing was. And yeah, this is a picture of her from uh, two days ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh I can tell what she is. Mm-hmm. She black. All right, let's check the chat. I mean, let's go to the official score. Uh, She is black. All of you missed it. Yeah, y'all, she black. You are terrible, terrible racist people. You all missed it. What is wrong with y'all? Terry S, this is your chance to get back in it and win the game. Everybody missed it. You would have been the only one who got it right. Of course she was black. Mm -hmm. She was trying to steal somebody's baby. Which is against all the stereotypes. Ain't it though? That's probably why people's like, she cold. It's up there snowing and cold, yeah. and black folks don't steal babies. We get them back. Yeah, it's like black women. No, you have babies with no man. What is ha, ha, that? Just a pill. Yeah. What the hell? Messing up my my racism yeah, along. My mama used to tell me all the time, "Ain't nobody gonna take you. They take you. They'll bring you back." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, man. Well, uh, let's do one more, man. It's a snow day. Y'all ain't going nowhere tomorrow. Some of y'all. So I'll give you another chance to get back in this, Terry. Yes. Good luck. When a police officer is giving you a field sobriety exercises during a DUI ve- investigation, it might be best to avoid describing yourself as drunker than Cooter Brown. Yeah. Such as was a situation as Jill Claire Madeline, 59, of Vero Beach, found herself in around 8.30 p.m. January 28th, according to a recently released arrest affidavit. A Vero police officer encountered Madeline while investigating the crash at Indian River. Um, they identify her as one of the drivers involved. She smelled of booze and had urinated on herself. Oh. was piss drunk. The officer began performing field sobriety ex- exercises during one exercise known as the walking turn. Madeline couldn't stand heel to toe. She also walked in a different direction when instructed. Uh, ma- no, ma- ma'am, uh, the left, the other left, ma'am, the other left, the other left. Madeline said she couldn't do another exercise saying, I'm drunker than Cooter Brown. Ah! Cooter Brown is a common reference to an inebriated person. He also is the subject of May 8th, 2009 opinion article in the Warica, Oklahoma News Democrat, for which the author evidently conducted internet research. He reports some researchers say references to Cooter first circulated among white farmers and laborers in the deep south as early as the 1820s. Some say Cooter stumbled into the lexicon of African-Americans living in the Carolinas before the Civil War. And others say he splashed his he splashed into popularity during the great American conflict. 
the story i like best is this one when the civil war woke out broke out cooter brown lived on the mason dixon line which made him eligible to be drafted in the military by the south and the north cooter had family on both sides of the line he didn't want to fight so cooter brown chose to get drunk and stay drunk during the duration of the war which turned out to be an effective way to avoid the draft well good i got some history on that because i've heard that phrase a lot madeline and i thought cooter was short for coochie some people use that as as that but yeah cooter brown madeline who was drunker than cooter brown blew a point two two one and point two three six oh she was lit legal limit is point oh eight so she was almost three times the legal limit wow and you know what i've i learned about this article this person had a 250 word limit and stretched that cooter brown story to fill up that article mm-hmm. so guess the race guys of uh what the fuck was her name oh. i already forgot it i almost called it cooter brown i'm about to say that ought to be her name <laughs> that wasn't it jill claire madeline drunker than cooter cooter brown uh black rob says pancake booty oh my uh she said that to an officer white privilege of the highest order white girl wasted white one who goes home and cries after seeing a black woman in yoga class white housewife oh my <laughs> jill her name may as well be becky white uh the correct the answer, answer is, is white <laughs> and uh let's go ahead and finish this up with some sword ratchetness people all right uh cedar rapids iowa cedar rapids police say officers arrested a man who was allegedly using a samurai sword to break windows at a downtown church oh my he's chopping up the lord's house is nowhere off limits i guess not maybe he went up there because he was the third person in his marriage he said hey you ain't even putting it on this rent i'm gonna fuck your house up <laughs> he got mad standing at them stained glass windows mm-hmm uh he he used the sword to break windows in two doors when officers arrived the man had entered the church and was confronting the church's pastor. Oh, shit. The officer apprehended the man without incident with no injuries. Police charged 34-year-old Gerald Meek with third-degree criminal mischief and carrying weapons. He was taken to Lynn County Jail. Um, Here's another one. Two men robbed of marijuana in Taco Bell parking lot after practicing sword fighting. Word. The theft took place during a LARPing section, session. We know from... uh friend of the podcast victor Ronato, larping his live action role play mm-hmm. um that weed was real though oh yeah that reed was sure enough real mm-hmm. obviously um uh two ohio men met a group of teenagers in the taco bell parking lot in september so they could all practice medieval fo- sword fighting and they were robbed of their marijuana after trying they tried to pull off a drug deal you larping you ain't got no business fuck with the drug dealers right Hey, yo, son, we're trying to buy some weed. Hold on, I got it. Hold on one second. Could you hold my short here, Bobby? <laughs> Holding power of two. <laughs> Where's my weed? Seriously, can I have my money, please? Can I pay you in bitcoins? Sebastian Wozniak, Sebastian Wozniak and Anthony Clyer, 22, told police officers who responded to the scene that they had been robbed, but they neglected to say that the theft allegedly took place during a drug transaction. First of all, you know you're a fucking nerd when you call the cops because your illegal drugs got taken. Where the fuck did this happen? Ohio? This shit ain't legal there. Mm-mm. They stole my weed. Okay, you got the right to remain silent. You going to jail. What, why am I getting <laughs> like that? I called you to go get the bad guys. They stole my drugs. Uh, sir, 
the drugs that you had were not legal, I have to arrest you for calling us. Maybe during a drug transaction, uh, the the drug thieves rolled a higher number, and uh, that was the problem. Maybe, Sorry, but maybe their LARPing score was higher. I rolled a twenty-two. I used the power of escape to take your drugs. <laughs> Uh, according to Belize, Wozniak and Clyde got into the car with teens after the sword fighting session was over and they intend of selling them $80 worth of marijuana. During the deal, one of the teenagers pepper sprayed Wozniak and grabbed the glass and took off. In their criminal complaint, Wozniak and Clyde said they had been robbed but failed to mention that what had been taken. We were robbed of what? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Mm, that is uh, illegal. Yeah. Uh, we had no business calling y'all. We should, um, can we uh say never mind on this whole transaction? Yeah, actually we're good. I was hot so high I forgot I could call y'all. Yep. After revi- reviewing Wozniak's phone records and interviewing witnesses, police determined what had happened. Wozniak was charged with trafficking marijuana, obstructed damn these niggas got charged mm. calling the cops about getting stole. They shit stole. You should took your ass home. Obstructed justice as possessing criminal tools. I bet you next time you're gonna you're not gonna LARP high. Whereas Clyde was charged with trafficking marijuana and obstructing justice. Oh man. So yeah. Another, another in the long list of people with swords hanging out of Taco Bell up to no fucking good at all. At best, they were going to be drug wielding drug peddlers. Okay, guys. Nothing. Oh. There's no heroes here. Mm-mm. It's everybody, all sad. Everybody lost this one. Um, before we get out of here, I should probably try to uh do an ad for adam and eve that's Let's right do it doing it at the at the back of the show this is it's a little bit new um but uh here we go guys <laughs> fellas and ladies are you looking to spice things up? Have you forgotten Valentine's Day? And now you've let her down? Well, it's not too late. <laughs> in case you snowed in. Now, when it snows again next time, you'll be prepared. You can get you some adult toys or new adult movies or... Yeah, they'll warm things up. Yeah. Uh, you can get a bunch of stuff for half off. When you go to adamandeve.com. But that's not all. Mm-mm. You also, in addition to your half off, can get three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration to watch on a cold day by the fire. Plus a free extra gift so sensual that I can't even mention it on the radio. Show you right. And to top it all off, they even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And they're not joking, guys. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off of one item when you put in code TBGWT to go check out. And then you get your three free DVDs, free extra gift, and free shipping. That's code TBGWT at adamandeve.com. Handle your business, player. Um, And, of course, also, we're brought to you by Shadow Dog Productions, dog. Um, Shorts for Cancer. Um, I'm not a big fan of cancer. I, I think most of you guys are probably not on the side of cancer. Um, I hope not. So go to Productions dot com uh, slash s four c dot html, and uh, you can uh, buy the digital or 
physical copy of the uh of their movie and it all the proceeds go to cancer charity and um you know it it helps everybody out you guys do a bunch of terrible shit by listening to this show and it's one way to make up for all the terrible shit that you guys have been doing uh by even fucking with us so we you know maybe you can you know god can be the third person in your marriage and uh save you from all going to hell for laughing at these jokes <laughs> all right man we'll see you guys on saturday for our feedback show premium people will see you for balls deep if justin can make it through the snow um until then i love you i love you too babe Mwah. <laughs>